1: Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by celery, the show that really didn't expect to get some whoop-ass from West Brom this weekend. Uh, now, if there's anything that defines Chelsea among supporters of a certain age, then surely it is their ability to go 14 matches unbeaten and seven matches without conceding a goal at Stamford Bridge and for their new manager to win the Manager of the Month award and then get absolutely thumped 5-2 by a West Brom side, sitting 19th in the Premier League, and all but relegated. Ah, Glorious unpredictability writ large, and yes, we have seen it all before, but that does not excuse a horrible result and performance, as Chelsea once again conspired to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. So what went wrong? Uh, Was it complacency, lack of concentration after the international break, poor team selection, or just a pitiful, error-strewn display? Or should credit go to Big Sam, or as Joe Cole called him on on Saturday, Fireman Sam, which I thought was quite funny, who got his tactics spot on and then got his side to play like 1970 Brazil? Uh, Whatever the cause, it put a torpedo through the bowels of Chelsea's top-four aspirations. However, with eight games to go... Maybe it's just the wake-up call Chelsea needed after such a great run, and now they only need to go unbeaten for another 14 matches, which of course is what they've just done, to win, uh, to finish in the top four, win the FA Cup and the Champions League. Because we have precisely, if we get through to all of those finals, we will have 14 matches to go before the season ends. So, yeah, here we go. You know, this is Chelsea. Stranger things have happened. Now uh, the title of tonight's show is, which of course is Chelsea fancast number eight hundred and ten, Ten Men Moan Down," which I think they thoroughly
2: well were, weren't they, J.K.? Uh, yes, and I'd like to congratulate you, Chich, on um, on getting it right because uh, you said on Friday, didn't <gasps> you? You said I had a bad you feeling. You had a wonderful. I had a bad, bad feeling. feeling, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, and you said, uh, it's, it's, uh, what's the likelihood of it all going completely fits up? JK, it brings me absolutely no pleasure to be proven right. But, uh, but I, 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 I admired your stubbornness on Friday, the fact that, uh, that I couldn't persuade you any other way. And you just said it will be a Chelsea thing. I'm just happy uh, it'll happen. I feel it will happen. I feel it in my water. You had pro- prophetic piss you had on Friday. I must
0: I had a prophetic piss, that's for sure. I don't know. It's just one of those things. I mean, I said at the time, I said records, you know, blah, 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 all that malarkey. It, it was kind of, I had just had a bad feeling. Anyway, I don't have a bad feeling about tonight, other than the humongous crash we had, uh, because we've got some excellent people
2: on the show tonight with us, JK. Who do we have on the show with us? We have the, uh, the man of the... Uh... Of the phenomenal memory and knowledge um, of Chelsea history and matches he was at, I don't know how he manages to do it. Where he Mephisto scored in that huge? Didn't he fart a lot, Mephisto? Was that someone else? <laughs> that... Oh, anyway, I'm thinking of the
0: X Men, the bloke with the memory.
2: Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's Brainiac, Brainiac Five. You could have him as well, couldn't you, from DC? But yeah, the the the, the superb and amusing as well with it he's not only got the brain he's very amusing with it of course the the superb brilliant mark And i bow down to mark's um he eats a lot of fish as we know because he's got <laughs> such, such brain power. and um i'd love to see, see you mark
0: J.K. thank you for that
2: no
1: problem no problem
0: he's, al- I- he's also got an excellent Good to see you
1: jk thank you for that lovely introduction yeah he's got an
2: excellent, got an
0: excellent taste of music as well the show tonight
2: right and who else have we got on jk we have the prolifically uh, entertaining on Twitter and uh, great knowledge um, of uh, all things, uh, Chelsea, and uh, an equally, equally brainy uh, Mr. Dan Silver. Thank you very much. I'm an esteemed company
3: tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's always lovely to see you, Dan. We missed you the other week because you couldn't make it, so it's really been
3: lovely to manage to get yeah, you, get you back, back
0: on. Yeah, yeah.
3: You did a, and ready to go. Yeah, you did a bit of a
0: kind of a, a half-time Pulisic, really, didn't you, Dan? But uh... I didn't
3: get as far as half-time to be
0: honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's very didn't even make the yeah. start. I know. Uh, All right, so what have we got on the show tonight? I wonder if you can all guess, children. Uh, Anyway, on the show tonight, we will be discussing Chelsea's horrible Easter Saturday and how Big Sam nailed it and Jorginho and Kovacic failed it. Uh, How much of an issue was Thiago Silva being sent off? Or does Tuchel have to shoulder some of the blame or shoulder some of the blame if you're in New York or Philadelphia even anyway in part two we ask is Pulisic a cause for concern having limped off yet again why was Tammy not in the squad again and is the defeat to West Brom just a blip a much needed wake-up call and how much damage has it done to Chelsea's top four chances we also have some questions to answer well as does most of the Chelsea squad are Thomas Tuchel, I think, but we have some too. And they've been sent in from our lovely Discord group. Uh, and in part three, uh, we look ahead to the massive, massive Champions League quarterfinal. First leg against Porto on Wednesday evening, tomorrow night. Now, how much of a threat are Porto? What's their form like? Who do we think Tuchel will go with and how do we see it going? So there you go. Now, as ever, don't forget, you can listen to the show live every Monday, 7pm, by going to Mixler, forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where, of course, you can join in all the chat by joining in on the chat page, as so many of you are doing, because you're all very lovely people. Who have we got? I know Claire's in the house. There you go, JDR. Jonathan perry's Michael Gibbon. A few names I don't recognise. It's brilliant. Down Under. Appiam Duce, I like that name. France, France Blues, Nick, lovely Claire, as I said. Andy the Hut, Chev's in there. Our mate Chev, Mickey, Loza, Kev, Fat Frank. Mm, not sure if I approve of that name, but I, but I like you anyway. Uh, Benny the Blue, Kepler, loads. I, if I, if I read you all out, I'll be here all night. And uh, we've already had issues, as you all know. Anyway, so um, after this very small break, we'll be getting on talking about the football. <laughs> J.K., would you like to kick us off?
2: Well, I'd love to. I, I, people were expecting a rant on the uh, Discord, weren't they, from me after the appointment. they
0: were looking, <laughs> it, were looking forward to it. J.K. Looking
2: forward to it, and I, I'm sorry to disappoint them, but but uh, it's sort of it's dissipated a bit because it's uh, it's Tuesday and I've, all my ire has gone, you know. And I went on uh, an hour bike ride. Thank God
0: I'm, I've given you three days to calm down. Yeah,
2: eh? I've calmed down. I've calmed down. I was intrigued to hear the presser today where um, uh, Tuchel said that. Uh, uh, we bossed it on the stats in every area. And um, 99 times out of, of Chidge, by the way, has just done a huge wanker sign, everybody. I think you ought to know that. But, um, uh, but uh, How do you know it was uh, to It could just have been that you felt it, like it. You, it?
0: wants a coffee. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's me beans, mate. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, sorry, you were, you're pointing over your shoulder vigorously. I'm
0: doing my best, Gareth Hunt, mate.
2: Yeah, of course you are.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's do a you. euphemism, by the way, isn't it? <laughs> Cockney rhyming slang. Indeed. You aren't half a Gareth, mate.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you're um, big Gareth. You're big Bert. Um, uh, but yeah, and uh, I, I do draw the I do draw issue with this. It's a wake up call because you know I, they they weren't sort of they uh, it was just a crap performance on the day. They've been they've been playing you know fantastically well, and we other than up front, I don't know why we were surprised that after they'd had three goals scored against them. They found it really difficult to score other goals because they they can't score goals. So every single time the ball went up the other end, instead of thinking, oh, we'll score now, I was just thinking, well, they can't score. So they've won already. Um, even At 2-1, I thought it was doubtful that we get level with them. Well, I thought we might if we were lucky. Uh, but they they, they just uh, immediately allowed them to, as he said, Ducal said they couldn't deal with it. He couldn't deal with the sending off. They somehow failed to work out what to do and all it should have happened. It should have just been interchangeable um, uh, as is normally the case because they're all playing the same pattern and uh Christian Kipson came comes into that slot and everything just dovetails accordingly. But the, the, uh, the major um, um, nail in the coffin, as it were, the, um, uh, the razor blades in the marmalade, of course, it's <laughs> the unbelievably appalling performance of Giorginio who, um, was at his absolute fucking worst. Let's be absolutely frank about this. This was, you know, well, what I, what I love is the fact that Tuchel has somehow allowed us to to uh, accept that he's a much better player than we always thought he was. And suddenly on Saturday, it's revealed, no, he is actually a complete cunt. And we were <laughs> absolutely... <laughs> no, and we no, were... no, he's a Gareth. He's a Gareth. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. He's a Gareth. I do so <laughs> apologize. Sorry. And in actual fact, we were right all along. And we, there was us thinking, no, he's made him into the international class player. He always was, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to accept that he did come on and and play so ineptly that clearly there was something happening to him. And I, I, I don't actually think, I don't know what this business of, of silver only being capable of 45 minutes. I thought, I thought silver was um, the only silver was completely sold. He was sold down the, down the, the, the Swanee, wasn't he by the, by the, the dreadfulness of the two passes that Giorgino did and the consequence. Yeah. In a second, Dan, just let me finish a bit off. Um, uh, As a consequence of the two fouls he made, where well, he had to do, he actually could have been off with the first one, but the second one to, for the road to say, well, no, he wasn't looking at the ball and he was trying to block. Yeah, he was trying to block fair enough. And he didn't know the player was there. And yes, It was it was unfortunate, but you just thought that's the way it's going to go for the day, isn't it? I thought it's unfortunate. Let's just hope they can reassemble their goal up and they failed miserably to do it. I've been I've got much more to rant. about. No, no, don't
0: worry. You've got two hours to do it. Dan, I, I know you want to come in on that, but I'm going to ask you the first question anyway, Okay. which I mean, it was a horrible result. Obviously, it was also a horrible performance, obviously. But I mean, was it complacency? Uh, I mean, I've got something interesting to reveal to you. Was it the complacency or the early kickoff? Was it one eye on Porto? Was it the team selection in the international break? I had a chat with Kerry after the game, Kerry Dixon after the game, and I talked to him about the international break. And he said that, you know, it's quite interesting what happens when players go on an international break. Because, I mean, you know, it can go either way. It can be refreshing for them, different voices to hear and all of that lot. But it can also be a real pain in the ass because if they get out of their routine and that can affect them. So there you go. I never knew that. So that was interesting. Anyway, Dan, any, pick pick any one of those five, or all of I them. I think it's all of the all of the above. All of the list. above. <laughs>
3: um, all of the above. I think it's a combination of facts. I mean, my I was going to my question to Jonathan was, with the second yellow cards, experienced player didn't need to, didn't need to dive in. I I thought yes, it was a hospital ball from Georgina, but did experienced player need to dive in?
2: At that point, well, no, goodbye. Good, I thought I, 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 think he was just trying to block, knowing the players at the no, end he of the to area. Go out, he but, went to ground. He went to ground. No, yeah, but, just, but, but but at the same time,
3: not excusing Jorginho's dreadful passing, but yeah, I, I yeah, just yeah, thought someone of that much experience.
2: He was so so dumb, especially right. no, he, I, he was just trying to block. I honestly don't think he thought the player was there because yeah. he wasn't looking, no. and I don't, no, I, I don't he, think you can blame well, him for that. No, no, just.
0: There was Africa.
3: We will,
2: we we
0: will, we will talk about yeah. silver and. The I just off. think it
3: was combination of all the facts. I just mm. think we took West Ham for granted, definitely. Although we were one nil up, not playing particularly well. We, were, we
0: weren't playing that well.
3: Yeah, no, but we're one 0 up at West Brom. You think, well, we should have enough to beat West Brom. Then Silver goes off, and that's that. That's the catalyst of the well,
2: completely. Really I, poor think, I, think have, I think we'd have won easily, actually. Yeah, personally. I just think
3: Silver went off. He made a change yeah. straight away. Yeah, and we just completely lost.
2: Ziyech was actually playing really well. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was those harsh. Those beautiful crosses he was playing in were were him back yeah. to normal, actually. And mm-hmm. I think that's a real we well, could take a positive out of that. That's a real with well, the fact that he was playing so well, I mean he'll he'll start tomorrow night without absolute certainty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The,
3: I I just think we just absolutely fell to pieces. We'd had no organization. You know, the two the two goals in in injury time in the first half completely changed the whole dynamic of the game. And and goal,
0: goals do change games, Dan, don't
3: they? No, but, but if you go if you go go, go in at one nil half time, you can reorganize, you yeah. can set things up again, but suddenly it's one 0 and two one, it completely yeah. completely I think we just completely early kick off after the national break. He made changes to reflect those that travelled, those that played. I just just think it was just an inept, arrogant performance. Mm. We thought we'd turn up and win because it's West Brom and they're they're shit. And they gave us a a lesson, which again goes back to, I think, Liam Toomey said in one of his articles that other managers have said, sorry, Conte, etc., this team, we've got no balls. They're not up for a fight. Well, exactly.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I I was going to say, we are not a team that really does well in adversity, are we, Mark? And I think think that's the worrying thing. I mean, basically, I mean, if we'd have lost like 2-1, you know, 3-2, okay. But to lose 5-2, it was just like, it was like a rekindling of concurrent... We've had these nightmares going on. We've had performances like this since Conte, you know, we got whooped by Bournemouth, didn't we? Uh, I think under Conte or Watford, wasn't uh, it? That was
3: Sari. 4 0.
0: Yeah, but what, Conte got his ass kicked, didn't he, as well, a couple of times against shit sides. We know Sari did several times. Yeah. Frank did as well, Mark. You know, it's, 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 and of course, the one common denominator with all of that is not the managers, it's the players, isn't it, Mark?
2: It, it
1: is indeed. And I know we'll probably talk about it later. But I think, you know, there was probably more fight shown on the training ground the other day after the game with Rudiger and Kepa than there was on the pitch during Saturday. And I think supporters can stomach a defeat. Yeah, you know, people, you know, you can't win every game in football. But to lose in that manner without really any sense of fight is just so frustrating. But at the same time, so typical Chelsea. You know, how many times down the years have we actually done that? And you sort of think, am I surprised? No, I'm not. I think. I think the worrying thing, from my, my point of view, is you know, don't no matter what manager we've got, you know, is it you know an example of our transfer policy and chickens coming home to roost? Because if you look at you know the team formation um, on Saturday, certainly that the front three. We'll talk about the midfield later. The front three, I think, people have gone, yeah, you know, Pulisic, yeah, agree with that. Ziyech, agree with that, and Werner, yeah, but even if we play those players, you know, and try and make that transfer policy work and squeeze a pint into a half pint glass, they still don't play together. You know, I, you know, I know know Zarch was only on the pitch for half an hour, but we just, as JK said, we didn't look like scoring. So even if sort of like, you know, West Brom had got five, you know, you know, which they did, you know, we never looked like getting more than sort of what we got, you know, and, and, and the goal we got was a bit, you know, Bit of a fluke, really, at the end of the day. I thought Werner was going to shoot and miss it. Yeah, you know, fortunately had a good to pass a nice amount, yeah. You know. But it was just so poor. You know, mm. I can't do a Geordie accent, but yeah, you know, it was it's poor. Poor Mark. Very poor. 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 on Saturday. Um, but not surprising, you know, nonetheless. And I I think, you know, you look forward to Wednesday's game. Yeah. You know, would it surprise me if Chelsea turn around and put in a superb performance? Not in the like least.
0: That? Not yeah. in the least. In fact, not I fully expect sure. them to do it. It's part of
1: Chelsea psychology. Yeah. How many times we've done we've done this, you know, we follow a bad game with, with a really good game. And again, you know, in terms of West Brom, it was West Brom for crying out loud. Well, it wouldn't really matter.
0: Well, I've got a couple of points actually to relate Actually, actually well, was something I didn't expect you to say, so I didn't put the graphic in on in yeah. the script. But I have this interesting thing that I purloined off Twitter. And 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 what I do wanna get into is actually I'm gonna turn this around and give Big Sam a massive Dollop of credit, actually. But before I do that, it's the thing I grabbed off Twitter, and I'm sorry I can't can't share it with you. Uh, vis, uh, visibly, uh, Chelsea's most expensive signings are as follows: Kepper, seventy-one point six million; Kai Havertz, seventy million; maratta fifty-nine million; Christian Pulisic, fifty-eight million; Jorginho fifty-seven million; Ben Chilwell, fifty million; Fernando Torres, fifty million; Timo Werner, forty-seven and a half million; Bakayoko, forty million. Kovacic 40 million out of that list I would say Havertz we don't know about yet I'm put I'm worried about Bulisic because I think he's injury prone Torres was ultimately a disappointment I think if if you're being really objective Uh, Werner again maybe too I mean you know we've spent all of that money on that oh Chilwell Chilwell too early to say yet. he could be a good player what a load of old arse gravy of spunks, as, as Boris, our dear leader, says, spaffing money away, spaffing it all up the wall on a load of fucking useless players, basically. I but mean, that's, that's what's going point,
1: on? That's the point I making about our transfer policy, is the managers don't buy the players, but the managers are expected to make all these sort of 50, 60, 70 million sort of fit into a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, Tuchel, to his credit, he has tinkered and he's tried different formations and he puts that front 3 out the at the weekend and it still don't bloody work you know how much does that front 3 you know cost at the weekend there's probably about 200 million out there and you know I, I i feel for the manager in some respects you've got people buying players and saying like you know kids in a candy store going mad at Woolworths what what's that character sort of like andy i want it i'll have i'll have it you know david Waller.
0: Well, no, oh, I want I want One
1: one, one. yeah, you know, and we're literally done at this one one policy. So we've got players like Havertz and Ziyech who are very similar, bought at the same time, and the poor old manager's got to try and make it work. Mm. Well, he know. has.
0: I mean, here's the thing, though. To be fair, he he's done a good job of making a silk purse out of a sow's ear so far. But J K, as I promised, uh, you know, I wanted to. I I think, you know. It's very easy for us to sit being very one-eyed in Chelsea, kind of. You know that's really why we're here. But I think sometimes credit when credit is due, and you know nobody likes Big Sam, and I, and I think it is a bit of a shame. And I always remember his quote saying, "You know, if 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 my if my name was Sam Aladici, I'd get more respect." And 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 actually, I think that's true. I think he's an, he's a very good manager, and he set that team up perfectly to nobble Chelsea. They well, pressed, just, hang on a minute, let, just let me finish yeah, the, the point. He pressed and yeah, harried on. us into mistakes. And then they, they, we all said on Friday, they'll park the bus. They did not park the bus. What I don't think he did expect, though, was for them to turn into 1970 Brazil. But I think he deserves a bit of credit because I think they nailed us.
2: It was a bit fluky, though, because he originally put on our uh, 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 dear old Buttocks Ivanovic. Well, on. that's a really he, good point. That's a yeah. really good point. Yeah, and it was, a, and he, he was forced to then bring on uh, our friend... Um, Martin's mate, yeah, Robinson. Yeah, Robinson. <laughs> he was forced to bring him on, and it changed the pattern completely. Yeah. So he was actually initially defending much more when he had yeah. uh, Ivanovic on. If Verner so, hadn't uh,
0: have been taken off, Callum Robinson wouldn't have been... Robinson never would have been, been on, absolutely. Yeah.
2: If, if, if Ivanovic hadn't had that run with Werner and strained himself, done himself a mischief, then that situation would not have evolved. So they perhaps wouldn't have been playing as, as, so Brazil-like, and he'd have been defending more. But yeah, they just did the normal thing of 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 doing a press, which every team does, and which we normally deal with really competently. Except, you know, even poor old Ivanovic had a dreadful first half, but second half he looked a bit better because he was he was doing his usual thing of beating three players and coming Kovacic, away. Kovačić, you mean? But, uh, who did I call? Him? Ivanovic. Du, sorry, du, yeah. Du, du, du. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I've got into Ivanovic mode. <laughs> du, 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 du. Um, okay. Yeah, Kovačić was doing his uh, bursting out of three players on him with the ball, but then you know, just just it fizzles out all the time. But also, it's going to fizzle out when you haven't got a winger there. You're playing with ten men, and one of them is Werner, who I have to say was once again completely hopeless. Or
0: Wiener, as I've renamed
2: him. Yeah, yeah, correctly. So I mean, you know, once again, once again, we're so keen, or as you said, we hope he comes good. But bloody hell, at the moment, the journey to coming good is so strewn with idiocy and ineptitude. Mm. Oh, God.
0: Right, JK, I've got Mark's had his hand, he's had his pen up in the air. He's not just had but his hand up, he's had his pen up. I'm going to go I to Mark it. next and then Dan. I'm trying to spread it. Got, We've got four massive talkers tonight, so it's going to be mm. like trying to herd cats. But Mark first and then Dan.
1: I was just being so polite. I had, yeah. had my hand next, straight away. To, to begin with, Um. I thought they did park the bus, you know, so I was going to say similar to what J.K. They pressed,
0: Mark. They harried us from the first minute, mate.
1: Yeah, I'd say sort of defensively, you know, they looked like they'd spent time on the training ground. They hadn't had a game for three weeks and they looked well drilled at the back. Mm. They looked very drilled. No, they tight. had
0: five at the back, obviously. They
1: had, five, they had five at the back and they weren't venturing too, 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 too far forward. But that turning point was that 10-minute spell. You know, that 27 minutes, you know, Pulisic scores, but then two minutes later, Silva gets sent off. And at that point, I give credit to Sam Allardyce. Up to that point, you know, 1-0 up, you would have said at 27 minutes, we're going to win this game yeah. comfortably. Yeah. When Ivanovic goes down, you know, Aladic takes the opportunity. Yeah, you know, he took the opportunity then by bringing Callan Robinson on. And at that point, the game significantly changes. Yeah. You know, 37 minutes, Ivanovic has gone off, then it all begins to Man. fall apart, you know, with those two two goals before half time. And then afterwards then, yeah, absolutely credit to Allardyce. You know, the high press, you yeah, know, we couldn't cope with it. Yeah, I still thought a half-time at 2-1, I still thought we had a chance. But in that second half, they played us absolutely off the park. Um, mm. We just couldn't cope with them. Yeah, yeah, so credit credit there. But I thought to begin with, I thought they were very defensive to begin with. The key the key thing in that game was the sending off and how West Brom sees the day from that moment.
3: Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Dan? Yeah, quick mark's 100 right that sending off completely changed the match we just looked so disorganized at that point and i saw some of the graphics for third fourth and fifth goals the defensive shape was awful we had people know zuma was the wrong side of the attacking player um mount gave the ball away and lead up to I think the fourth goal it was just we just completely lost the plot which i don't know what happened it just it was it mm. capitulated like ugh, it, was, well, it was such a painful watch and i was watching it on Delayed about two, three minutes. I kept
2: getting alerts. So I was like, "Oh no!" no. I got. I got I'm the impression but um, Zuma was uh, was slightly pilloried in the. He talked it through with everybody uh, after the game, and actually, I, I apparently wasn't scared of pointing out who was at fault every time. Well, Zuma was at fault for the second goal. Yeah, yeah, anybody You, but yeah. I you can't, from...
0: can't defend like that, mate, at the Premier League. That's Good shocking. Chance. That's that. That is that is pub football level defending. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, what, what, I did, what I did like was two. Even calls even Dan
0: doesn't defend like that.
3: Nah, no, I'm full-back, so i essential. So that's okay, fine. all right. Yeah. You slide, yeah. oh, slid sorry. out of that one
0: quickly, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm a left-footed right back so that says we need to do um you know Alex, you know I, you're what, in the
0: Chelsea Fancast all star 11 and I correctly remembered that and you are you are a left back in that 11 I'm going to show yeah, you left later.
3: the dressing, left back
0: of the dressing no man. no no right. no I, basically you and you and Dane are the full-backs because you're the only one who are under who are young enough to be able to run still. I don't know
3: about that. I haven't seen well, me try to well. get over a bus. No, no, anyway, I just thought, um, it's like creative midfield. I can't remember.
0: No, I, no I, I'm going to dig it out for later. So, uh, yeah. Marking it nice. we're all in opinion. it. We're all oh. in it. Don't panic.
1: Well, I'd play, I just felt I'd play that left so we'd be like Chelsea, Dan and I would have two
0: left backs in the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Go on, mate. Finish your ball.
3: No, I, what I did like was, um, how two came afterwards and he didn't throw anyone over the bus. He just said, you know, I, I learn, we learn. Yeah. He my took my responsibility, reaction. didn't he? Yeah, he, t- he, t- he took it very well. I thought. I th- think about him, he, s- he speaks so well. I mean, he just he really he gets... I think that hurt him as well. I think yeah. he probably realised that this team is... You know, we haven't been convincing, I don't think, in any of our wins. We've won, but you haven't gone away and thought, cool we just no, dominated that match. No, I mean, right. we, were, we were brilliant.
2: Well, I watching him during the game because he he didn't get up and remonstrate. He just sat in his chair with a very straight head, with his eyes just moving backwards forwards as if there was something in the computer that wasn't computing anymore. You know, yeah. it was kind of... Uh, I'm having to analyse this. I'm analysing, and uh, it was a bit like data in uh, in Star Trek: Next Generation, having a um, uh, uh, some kind of feedback problem. You know, well, like the
3: Matrix table, just getting all those
2: lines yeah, going up all and those down. Lines, absolutely. Yeah,
3: okay. actually, actually spoke. I think he realised that you know this team's a long way from being the finished article, because you know, all, all uh, we haven't dominated any match in such a way that we've come away being comfortable. There's always been nerves the whole way through this. this 14 game run. You never thought, oh, I can relax now. Like 1-0, 2-1, 2-0. Mate, um, I just can't think. I mean, we dominated
2: the match on the two call in terms of you know having a clear run, being two, three up. Not I think really. The problem is quite part of the problem is is that we're we're Chelsea fans, so we're not used to anybody going near a, near ninety minutes and being in control of the game, even if they are. Yeah.
3: I'm um, i mean, arguably maybe Madrid. I think we control Madrid exceptionally well over the two legs. And you know, I didn't particularly feel worried. Yeah, we haven't games.
0: battered anybody, Dan. That's the reality. Yeah. And we haven't scored more than two goals in a 2 cool match. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. Listen, Joe, Joe Tweed summed up what you lot have all been saying brilliantly on Twitter. And I, I was on London is Blue on Saturday with him and we, we talked about this. But he said, of course, I can't find it now. Uh, what did he say? What did he say? I really can't find it. He said something brilliant and I f- completely can't find it, which is like nuts. Uh, come on, where is it? Well, look, basically the bottom... Oh, here we go. He says, the system has fallen to pieces. This was after the sending off. What remains is a lot of not particularly good players getting exposed. And I think that absolutely sums up what we've all been saying. Now, we have not We have kind of hammered Jorginho a bit. Now, before you lot out there think that we're taking an easy pot shot at a very easy target, and you know that I often quite have a lot of criticism about Jorginho, but to be fair, when I think he's played well, I'm very quick to say so, as I would be for any Chelsea player. But this is what the great Martin Samuel said in the the mail. Now, Martin Samuel is up there with... I mean, Henry Winter, Martin Samuel, I would say, are the best football writers we have in this country. This is what Martin Samuel said. Of course, the newsprint's so small. I have to get my specs on. right. Safe, Jorginho has Sam smiling again. According to the International Centre for Sports Studies, Jorginho is the third-best player in Europe. They reckon... He wouldn't have been the third best player in West Brom's midfield on Saturday. (laughs) Sam Allardyce called it perfectly. Put pressure on Jorginho and he can be panicked into poor conservative passing. He was at fault for West uh, West Brom's first goal. Uh, His his covering uh, was poor for several others and his slack distribution caused Thiago Silva to be sent off. The numbers guys love him. Because he epitomises the modern conformity of possession at all costs. The same institute makes Granite Xhaka Arsenal's best player. As with Jorginho, they tot up his many passes and the completion rate and think that makes a great midfield player. Yet like Xhaka, so much of what Jorginho does is safe and he can be hurried into errors. Allardyce laid a brief blueprint for beating Chelsea. If others follow this, it could be an interesting two months for Thomas Tuchel. I think Martin Samuel has nailed it better than we've been saying for years. I'm gonna I know you both got your hands up, but I'm gonna go to JK first and then you two, all right? Well,
2: thank you very much. See it doesn't work putting your hand up. Well it's because I haven't
0: heard from you for a while. <laughs> I was missing you, JK. I didn't want you to walk off going, I'm sorry, it's just not working for me. <laughs>
2: Oh, God, I forgot what I am going and to say. I'm, and I'm contrary. Oh, <laughs> you know? God. What can I say? Um, uh, no, but uh, we've actually, we've said this for ages and ages, Chig. Even when Giorgino first started playing, we said all you need to do is put, when he played under Sarri, all you need to do is put pressure on yeah. him. So this isn't this isn't new news. It's no good, you know, oh, he's a decent journalist, but we've known this for years and years, this has always been, this has been the major criticism of, of Jorginho. The second, that um, if, he, if he's not given space and you, and you you put pressure on him, he gives the ball away. So whether whether this is something, surely this isn't something that Tuchel's only just discovered because we've seen it before, even under Tuchel. We've just seen him be protected much more in a, in a setup by Christensen and Rudiger in the past. And even by Kante, depends who he's been playing with. Or even by Kovacic, it just so happened that they, that had, all,
0: they pressured him too at the same time.
2: Yeah, they did, they did. Which perhaps is something that um, uh, is rare, is, is is rare for the team to, to suffer. But I think it was um, it, it was something to do with the back four not playing well either, because normally they get them out of trouble. But it was no, but also the you have to remember it, it, he was at his complete worst, Jorginho. The, the the pass that he gave away for the first, I think it was the penalty was the one he just played straight across to. Um, Pereira that was led ab- to
0: Silver's first booking, it, I think.
2: Yeah, for booking was, I guess, because he because uh, S- um, Silver uh, ruffled his hair when he came past because he apologized was ab- absolutely atrocious. And because Chelsea weren't under pressure in the slightest, so it was the degree of awfulness. It's all very well putting pressure, he wasn't under pressure then. There was nobody on Jorginho at all when he passed that ball across. So, uh, it's, it's a lot to do. It's easy to put it down to the pressure being, being put on him. I think it was just, he was absolutely awful. It wasn't actually, put, there wasn't a huge amount of pressure on him all the time. It, he was just, it's the worst display he's ever given for Chelsea. Mm.
1: Mark, Mark, and then Dan. Uh, I just had some stats on Jorginho, looking at his stats you know, for Saturday. Like the stats lovers will obviously be delighted at his 85% pass accuracy. <laughs> uh, he only won twenty percent of his ground duels. He won nothing in the air, not a single header. You know, so he lost apart every from the one.
0: Apart from the one he headed back into the post, he West Brom scored. Yeah,
2: he, he didn't have anyone challenging for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved it, but there was like a little schoolboy that wasn't but I can't quite get it. So I just I it back. It
0: was yeah. that kind I mean, of thing. to be fair, Reece James needs a kick in the grollies for doing for that I stupid. Know, for that chi- yeah, that was appalling. Was stupid, I know.
1: And, and then the other thing is, he won one tackle for the whole game. Yeah, and that's it. The game the game the game just passed in by and I, I, I do wonder a bit whether, you yeah, back to Tuchel again, did he underestimate West Brom by putting Jorginho and Kovacic in the same side against West Brom? Because you know, when we talked about Jorginho on the, the show before, I said, you know, he has his uses. There'll be certain games where you would play yeah. Jorginho. Yeah. I, I would not be in the least bit surprised if you play Jorginho and Kovacic against Porto tomorrow night. Uh, if they want to slow the game down, you know, there's no one better than Jorginho to do that. But he did not have, you know, a good game on Saturday. No, there's no one can defend that performance on Saturday. The game just passed him by, and I'm surprised it took so long for Tuchel to make a change because, again, from a substitution point of view, would Mount have come on at half-time if Pulisic hadn't limped off? So. You know, Jorginho was on the pitch for the second half, so there was no intention of bit him being even hooked at half time. Well, I wrote
0: in my notes, Mark, didn't I? Uh, Jorginho comes off 72 minutes too late.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Can I just briefly say that we we said before under Lampard that Jorginho and Kovacic should, should never play together? We kept saying that, mm. didn't we? I,
1: I'll call them the Dangerous Brothers. Chuckle Brothers. It's, it's the Dangerous Brothers now. It's Dangerous <laughs> it's on the same side.
3: Dad. Yeah, I just think Jorginho's you know, just he's too weak as well. The amount of times he lets players run past him, he can't run for shit. He doesn't do he doesn't do tactical fouls. I think one point in the second half he lost the ball, came over his top of him, he turned and one of the players were running. He could have easily just pulled him back, but he just let him go. Take a tactical yellow card. He doesn't get it. He doesn't do the shithousery ta- you know, the, you know, the, the shit housery stuff. Take a yellow card. I just just yeah. think he's not set up for this the Premiership. Right. He's far too physically weak as well. Yeah, I agree. We're going over, over stuff. We, we we could uh, just.
0: Yeah. It's,
2: it's, it's we've him day. Apart before. But look,
0: he... look, look. To be fair, I think Mark makes a good point there. There are games, and there have been games you recently where agree. where Jorginho and Kovacic together have been perfectly okay. But we know we know because we've said it. If you if I if I I can ju- I've got a picture in my head of Big Sam on Friday Friday Neat, you know, he's got a pint of white wine. He's going. Ah, I know. I know how to fuck the Chelsea right up. You know what we do? We we basically press Jorginho and Kovacic all game, and they'll go to pieces like a fucking jigsaw puzzle. I
2: That's... don't think he ever said that, George. I think, but I said... can
0: imagine him with his pint of wine yeah, saying yeah, but, that.
2: But they, I think he said something more like, "Well, we haven't really got much." By chance, the way,
0: Les, but... he, he look, he, mate. He looks like Les Dawson now, doesn't he, Big oh, Sam? I'm Have not. you noticed yeah. that? Yeah,
2: he's younger than me as well. I know. Anyway, but, uh, um, said, no, I, hang on. Just say, I think he said more like to say, I don't think we've got much chance. So let's see if we can uh, 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 lose by uh, just the two goals. Okay. No, I think that's. don't like
0: it, Plattum. don't like it, Upum. No, I mean, but that's Sam, isn't it? He, he he sussed them out. They're they're weak, and he just you you know get into them. If I'm the manager, that's what I'm saying. If I'm playing Chelsea, I said, get you know, stick it right up them. They don't like it, up them. They'll either they'll either fold. Because they're weak, or they'll get wound up, and we'll get them sent off. Um, I, don't
2: think, I think this is unfair. I think we've just saying it because they've lost. We weren't saying anything like this in previous. Yeah, but games. nobody's done that to us recently.
3: Yeah.
2: I know, but other, even other even, other even
3: other Madrid, Madrid,
2: made, Madrid didn't do it. No, even Madrid king shit No, no, they didn't do it because we stopped them from doing it as well. Barnsley had attempted doing it, and we managed to survive that. So I, 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 why did it? I think it worked because of because Sam was involved with it because just because some players played dreadfully. Zuma was dreadful. Um, uh, as you say, Reece James was all over the place. Kovacic and Jorginho were appalling. Pulisic got injured. Werner is still hopeless. So in the end, it all everything stacked up against them. You know, for me, that's what happened. Mm. In that Listen,
0: day. I but, just want to move this. I just want to make one one point before we talk about the sending off a little bit. Um, you know. <sighs> It is difficult because, as I said, Jorginho and Kovacic have played really, really well together. And I mean, you know, they did bloody well against Atletico Madrid. I know Jorginho uh, missed the second one, didn't he? But, you know, there are games when they play really, really well. I mean, this is the confounding thing. I I mean, the choices are Jorginho, Kovacic, or any combination of Jorginho, Kovacic, uh, Conte and Gilmore. Now... I would always have Conte starting if he was fit. And, and But I just don't think he is fit enough for every game. I know he was out with a slight injury for this one anyway. What I can't understand is why, Dan, Billy Gilmore never seems to be an option. In fact, I mean, we're going to talk about it later because he's not even in the squad for tomorrow night. Yeah. I can't I understand just,
3: that. It's confounding. I, mean, I just don't know. He clearly has incredible talent. and I, did, I think someone, someone says, but he hasn't got the experience. Well, how do you get the experience if you don't play games? He would have done a worse job than any of those two on, on the weekend, which we know. And he's, he's he's tenacious. He uses the ball better. I think he's arguably one of our best midfielders. He certainly headed his shoulders above um, Jorginho, if you put them you know man for man. Because he's strong, he can get stuck in. And him, and, him and Kovacic, I think, is a much better two if Kante's not fit. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't want
0: to go down this rabbit hole right now because I've, I've kind of gone there before. But I tell you what, I, I would... I would have Mount and Kante together. That if he wants to play two in the midfield, that's what I would do. It's it's more traditional. You've got like an an old fashioned number four and an old fashioned number eight. Mount's box to box, he can ping a pass fifty yards, he can tackle, he can get back. For me, you you know, fuck having two defensive midfielders, neither of whom can score, both of whom get pressured off the ball too easily. You know, what is the point? I would I would have Kante who can do the running of two people anyway and mount in there. But anyway, let's not go down that because we'll be here all night. Mark, um, we did get into uh, Silver getting sent off earlier on. Um, the, the things that, I, I mean, I really wanted to touch on were, I mean, I think, I, I, I personally think, you know, they were two yellow cards and he had to go. I don't have much truck with that. What I heard, though, which was really interesting, was that Tuchel had said before the match that he wanted to give him 45 minutes. And there was some really interesting debate that I heard around and after the match, saying you can't tell a player that. They're, they're just mentally not going to be on it like they would if they think they're going to have to play the whole 90 minutes. And or if he wasn't fit enough to play the full 90 minutes, then why was he starting? So I wonder if, if, if Tuchel dropped a bollock there, and that kind of goes into the were we being a bit complacent theory. Yeah,
1: I I agree, and I think you know it wasn't broke, so why did we need to fix it? So why bring him back for that particular game? He hasn't played in a couple of months since the Tottenham game, and I think this is where you miss, say something like the football combination. You know, if you still had a reserve side, you could have eased Silver back, you know, by playing a couple of reserves games, then putting back in the first team. Yeah. You know, and don't get me wrong, he, he he was my player of the year, you know, up until he got injured. So yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not dissing Silver in any way, but I thought. I think there's a bit of complacency on Tuchel's part. You know, would he have brought him back directly for a Champions League game? I suspect not. Um, but I would, I would say it'd be easier to play him in a game like Porto than in a game like West Brom. West Brom has got nothing to lose, uh, and and also that's probably another reason why he did play Jorginho and Kovacic because when I saw the team, I thought, why the bloody hell has he got two defensive midfield players when we're at home? And maybe because it was Silva's first game back, he played both of them in front of him with a bit of protection. But I agree. Yeah, you tell a player he's only got forty-five minutes. I, I think it's the wrong thing to do. So I put that one down to two short. Actually, yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah, Dan. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think there's no arguments about the yellow cards. And I think a game like that, you get it won, then you make the changes. You start with your strongest team. You know, if we if we go with our strongest team with two two nil three up at half time, then you can make changes after sixty minutes and then give give silver thirty minutes when the game's won. That's what you should have done. I mean, this doesn't need to be. 15 games is, is one bad result. You know, there's a bit of a reactionary from a lot of people on Twitter. But he made mistakes. Coach made mistakes. Jose's yeah. made mistakes. Carla made mistakes. He got it wrong. He underestimated, underestimated West Brom, and and he'll, he'll learn. As Joe Cole said, this is it's not the Bundesliga. It's not you know the French league. It's much more competitive.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're dead right, mate. And and I mean, I mean, you're right. You know, we all we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes, and that's the the, the nature of football. Go on, Mark, very quickly.
1: Just very quickly, but well, I do love what Silver said himself about his sending off the yeah.
0: language he used expulsion, believe, wouldn't
1: it? I believe it was not an expulsion matter. <laughs> yeah, what a brilliant description of a sending <laughs> off! Yeah.
0: It was indeed, it was indeed. I mean, I like Tiago Silver, but I, I think I love it. I, I think I think that that was a bit of a boo boo by Tuchel, but there you go, he hasn't made many. So, can we go? We're going to go to the break. What do you just, want?
2: Where did you get this 45-minute information from?
0: I can't remember, mate, but I definitely heard it.
2: There was there was something floating
3: about that he was going to get a half.
0: Yeah, I uh, definitely uh, heard it.
2: Okay, I have you, my mate. sources. You didn't, yeah. Well, the same
0: that. bloke who's leaking everything from Chelsea—that's where I got it from. Anyway, uh, leak source. We're going to have a couple of plugs, then we're going to go for a quick break. Uh, first of all, uh, CFC UK. Uh, I, I received my copy, Mark. Uh, here you go, just to prove it. Are you in it, Chip? I am. And so is our beautiful ad. There we go. I just happened to open it at the right page. Seen our lovely ad? Love it. Oh, very uh, nice. Yeah, you're in that. Oh, Mark's cool.
2: in it. Dan's in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mark's in Chib there. Is in it. I'm not in it. You're not. No, actually Dan isn't either. No, he is. Yeah, yeah, you're one of you, you and you and Dan are one of the twelve mates that have been supporting Chelsea for a combined oh, five cool. years. Okay. Uh Mark's one of the five CFC UK writers, as am I. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Anyway, it's a lovely ad, and anyway, look, it's, it's a brilliant issue as they always are. Um, as you know, you can't get it on a match day because we're not at the matches, but you can get it digitally by just uh, subscribing online at cfcuk.net, uh, and you can also actually get the hard copy still if you want to get a hard copy. Very very easy. Just email cfcuk at cfcuk@gate17.co.uk, um, and you pay by PayPal or you set up a subscription. Very very easy to do. It's a couple of quid an issue because uh, it has to cover the first class postal delivery. There's also a, an app called Match Day Digital, which uh, you can get it from as well. So there you go. Now, whoa, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Yes, that's right. The next or the current at football underscore prizes competition uh, is for a chance to win a Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. I used to love Jimmy. A Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank signed and framed Chelsea shirt. Now, tickets for the draw, as you know, they have the draw every Wednesday uh, from half past seven. So you've got about a day, 24 hours to go and buy a ticket for 1.95 to enter into the draw for a chance to win. Uh, just go to footballprizes.co.uk forward slash product forward slash hassle bank. Um, now they've sold about, I think they, they sell 99 tickets and they've got, they've got rid of about 38, 40 at the moment. So you've got a good chance. Get in there now, go and buy a ticket because that'd be a great thing to win. As I said, it, it, uh, it finishes at half seven uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, April the 7th. So get on it now. Now, after the break, We will be talking more about the uh, West Brom annihilation of Chelsea. Anyway, we'll be back in a sec. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. J.K.? In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on
2: TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue (laughs) Boys live—it's all too
3: much. (laughs) I
0: know, J.K. I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? (laughs) There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions.
3: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper
2: Chelsea.
0: Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge and uh, to my left is the remarkable Mr.
2: Jonathan Kidd. Lovely to be on the show, as always, Mr. Chigley. Mm. Do
0: you know what? I've been listening to a lot of Alex's history hacks. Have you been listening to any of those? No. You really have to, because uh, the ones with all the actors on are the best. So they've had, she's had Brian Cox, Paul McGann, Hugh Fraser, Assumpter Cerner, all on the same podcast. And there is nothing better than listening to a load of lovies talking, because they all love talking. Mike Grady. No, he wasn't on. On no, he wasn't. He, I, haven't, I haven't heard that one yet. He's on,
2: he's on the other one. He's not yeah.
0: on the show. But they're all really good. Anyway, we've also got so anybody out there, go and listen to Alex's Alex Churchill's History Hacks. They're brilliant, and uh, she's on the show on Friday, I think. We've also got the lovely Mark Meehan Good evening, good people
1: of Mixer, and talking about Mike Grady, J- JK. He was on Minder the other day.
2: And if you saw that episode, no, I didn't. He, yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's uh, he's a terrific actor. Mm.
0: And we also have Dan Silver. <laughs> Dan, have you got any thespian stories to relay to our listeners? Because you know they love a little bit of that.
2: Um,
3: I sold Donald Simpson's house once. <laughs> <I was> in...
0: <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely. Can and you was... go on? Go on.
3: He was hilarious because he insisted on showing the house, and he showed it like a true thespian. And this is the kitchen. <laughs> fantastic he's such a character absolutely brilliant brilliant can you do a donald syndon impersonation jk i can't do best impression i can do is a mute anyway
0: we should move on before everybody turns off uh anyway so back to the chelsea west brom game um we kind of mentioned the... Uh, I mean, actually, it's a good point to, to kick off with, really, uh, Mark. Um, what I thought was interesting, really, when we went down to 10 men... I mean, you know, fair enough. You you bring on a central defender for a central defender. Um, what I was surprised about, really... And I I couldn't... I, maybe you can help me here, because I couldn't figure out when or even if he did it. But I'm pretty sure he did. I think they went to a back four. Which, you know after half-time, 2-1 down, which seemed a bit mental to me because all, all that really did was expose two players who we know can't play in a back four or in, in a in a, a system where there's a four, which is Zuma and Alonso. And Alonso got rinsed for at least two of those goals. I, you know, I know that uh, the, car, the Callum Robertson one uh, was largely down... Well, actually, that was down to Alonso getting skinned. Jorginho leaping out of position to help him out, leaving a massive gap for Robertson to walk into. But it just seemed to me to be a bit odd that he did that.
1: I'd, I'd agree. It was a, a very sort of strange substitution. You know, I, get, I get the logic of bringing Christensen on absolutely 100%. Um, but it, we were saying this when we had the power failure earlier. It's always, it's always the striker that gets hooked yeah, in situations such as that. But going to a back four, we've said it time and time again, if you play five at the back, there's no one better than Marcus Alonso but he does not work in a four. Yeah. And he clearly, as you say, he got, he got exposed at the weekend. I think there could have been another substitution we could have done. And we talked about it earlier. Um, we could have taken off Jorginho. We could have taken off, you know, Kovacic, for example. Yeah. And actually kept five at the back. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. We, we did play four at
0: the back and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It didn't at all. I mean, I mean, it's old, isn't it? I mean, Sam, big Sam said this after the match too, you know, he, he said, I'm really, really chuffed because, you know, I've." I've it's a lot harder to play against everybody just assumes people go down to 10 men and they're going to be a pushover but it's not always the case and and I've I've seen us play incredibly well with 10 men and won games with 10 men so it's not it's not a given is it Dan so no, I, I'm no, a bit no. disappointed really but I mean you know it, goals change games and I think you know 2-1 knocked the stuffing out of them just before half time mm-hmm. and then you know 3-1 you're just thinking I mean, I think we all knew, didn't we? Because we just don't, as Jonathan's been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, we just don't score goals. And so I think when it got to three, it was like, oh, for fuck's sake, that's it. It's game over, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's pretty much it. I just didn't think. And I think they think that too. That's the trouble. Yeah, there's, the mentality is so poor. Uh, definitely, Liam, to me, was really good points on the weekend. that Managers have come and gone and said all the same thing. Maybe they've finally realised that we need some bloody bastards in our team not some lovely players. I just there's there's no fight whatsoever. You didn't feel at any point that we would turn it around. I mean, I remember one game we played West Ham. We we were I think one nil down. Manish got sent off. We came back on four one. That was prime Chelsea. We yeah. absolutely shit West Ham. We battered them. Yeah. That that's not happening now. I guess it's a different team, different generation. We haven't got that mentality that this. Chelsea team had we and need some Steal deal
0: in midfield
3: I think that's, no, still, that's no what's no, lacking there's no, there's no kickers County's not a kicker Jorginho will kick and miss Kovacic has got a bit of an edge to him but not in the same as what we need we've got no one on that team is a ball winner a yeah. proper like physical presence mm-hmm. we haven't got a, a Declan Rice for sake of argument or, or just, a Michael Essien yeah or, or if, just somebody there who's going to win the ball shoot the ball and just kick some ass. there's nobody you know Aspie's great but he's not a verbal captain he's never like you know, you know, fist pumping other John Terry just to make things happen. We haven't got a cost up front ruffling feathers. We haven't got anyone in this team who's going to pick up our scruff and net on the pitch and say, right, let's get this fucking done. Let's fucking, this is not acceptable. There's nobody who's, you know, would accept this. They, they're too accepting of the standard, which we don't want. We want players to say, this ain't good enough. This is Chelsea. Mm. This is not how he behaved not how he performed. Yep. Listen, you get the odd result where you get you get a shit house for every reason, but this is consistency the whole
2: time. Yeah, it's interesting. JK, you look—you were hovering. No, I just thought that I think Gilmore has the potential to have that ability to to get stuck in. I think it's getting stuck in is is some, is, is part of it, which 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 is uh, um, a reputation some of those great winning sides have had when they when there's been adversity. You can see them all think rolling their sleeves up, and uh, yes, yeah, some of them I'm not I'm not seeing that at all with but Gilmore has that potential he's got that kind of Scottish grit in him but we, we may not see it happening may we well, I, I
0: tell you who else has which is who is not in the, in the side at the moment Connor Gallagher yes he has absolutely. I mean we remember when we talked to Joe Chapman last week yeah. who, who's a lovely yeah. and funnily enough uh, yeah, he, he was on Talk Sport after the game as well but Connor Gallagher he was saying the trouble with Connor Gallagher he gets booked too many times because he, he likes a tackle so maybe you know maybe there's one for the future there, but I mean if 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 Tuchel doesn't fancy Gilmore, which I think it's becoming abundantly clear he doesn't, what hope has somebody like Conor Gallagher got? Um, the the other thing that happened at halftime, which we did mention a bit earlier, which is slightly a bit of a kind of a sideways uh, kind of veer for the chat really, but. You know, we didn't realize it at the time. I just thought that Pulisic had been subbed for Mount, and I couldn't really understand it at the time. I didn't, I didn't
2: think... think that was good. Absolutely. No, I, I
0: didn't think he was playing that badly, to be honest.
2: Uh, I thought um, Pulisic looked, looked pretty good. Personally. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, I would agree with that. Um, then after the match, there was that footage from NBC where he kind of he ran as far as the cone. It was, it was like watching a, a, a toddler or a or a Labrador run into the sea and decide, no, nope, not for me, and straight back. You know, it looked a bit like that. It looked really awful. But to be fair to Pulisic, actually, you know, we know he's got some issues with his with his th- uh, with his his uh, hamstrings and stuff. So actually, he wasn't injured, but he felt it was going to go. And I actually think that was quite sensible to, to not carry on and then get injured again. And I don't blame him for that. But what I d- would say is that, I mean, I've got a lot of love for Pulisic. I mean, I, I think he was, apart from Mount last season, our best player by a long way. I think he, I mean, he, was su- he is such an exciting talent. He's not re- reproduced that at all this season. And, I, and I've been saying all season that I think it has a lot to do with the fact that he's either been injured or he thinks he's going to get injured, so it's playing on his mind, and that would seem to prove it. I have to say, JK, it's a real concern for me because, you know, if he's going to be like Glass, he's no use.
2: Well, remember what happened to Robin?
0: Well, yeah, I know. And then he went off and was brilliant for Real Madrid and Bayern Munich.
2: It was because his dad decided to do something about it, which clearly isn't happening with the... Uh, Maybe the they need to bring it all the Hershey
0: gone. bars over to London for Pulisic. Maybe that's what he's missing.
2: Yeah, yeah DC Comics Hershey bars. I don't know, um, an American girlfriend or something. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. What? Uh,
0: Supergirl to massage his
3: hamstrings.
2: Yeah. But, but, but perversely, isn't aren't he and Kante now available for... Um, well, apparently past yeah, They've tra-
3: they've travelled. I think I think Pulisic is a mental issue. He's, he hasn't using that explosive pace that he had before that Hamstring in the cup final. I think it's 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 a mental issue. Not got I confidence think, in his body. Yeah, I think he, the way he ran on, I mean it's difficult from the angle you saw, but he barely got more than four yards off the pitch. I think it's, it's like I think it's a mental issue. I think he needs to overcome the fact that his hamstring's not gonna go again, he's probably fully fit. Just hasn't got so he's very much like
0: he's very much like Robin, then yeah,
3: very much like Iron. Yeah, if if Robin broke
0: a fingernail, he wouldn't play.
3: Robin sneeze, he wouldn't play. No, I just (laughs) just think he's a a real, real talent. I I, I think I think it might have been Simon Johnson said that they're not interested in selling Pulisic, he's definitely one for the future. I think over this kind of mental issue, which again is in the squad. I mean, John Terry is there, he said, Get on the pitch, don't be a dickhead. You know, we need we need to we need to find a leader for this team because there's a lot of talent a lot of skill but they need we need somebody kicking ass mark
1: it's a bit strange on Pulisic you know other than that worst impersonation for a bleep test you know with, with that sort of cameo at the start of the second half he had a really good week away you know with the US State squad yeah you know? brilliant yeah.
3: yeah
1: yeah he was sort of like man of the match you know they, they were praising him so he was picking up sort of good press so when he was away in international duty, you know, he he was the USA's best player. So I don't get it. But yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. There's something not quite right, perhaps in his head. That you know, he, is does he think he's going to get injured? You know, so that, that's why he sort of did the sensible thing of pulling himself off. But that that is a worry because he hasn't replicated the form from last year. And I think I said it when I was previously on here. You know, have we got a doppelganger? You know, in in the side? Of, you know, have we got someone impersonating Pulisic? to the real Christian Pulisic is actually fit. And playing like he did last season, because even like the number of games, you know, he's played far less this season. He scored less goals. You know, there's there's something not quite right there.
0: Mm, I agree. I really hope uh, that it's sorted out because, as I said, if if we can get that player back any time from now until the end of the season that we saw last season, I mean, the way he 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 rinsed Liverpool in that mental five three. I mean, what a player he can be. And Burnley, the hat trick he got, the perfect hat trick. There's a hell of a player there. If only Absolutely. we can keep the bugger fit. Anyway, yeah. um, there's another player I think that could potentially be very, very good for Chelsea. Uh, you know, uh, no no lesser man than Pat Nevin thinks so, JK. Uh, and that's Tammy Abraham. I mean, Pat's just to uh, reprise what, what Pat said for you, he, he thinks that, you know, he, he could be Drogba-esque. I don't think he's saying he could be as good as Drogba, but... He said it's really all to do with how, well, when he fills out because he doesn't feel he's, you know, filled out. He's a bit wiry still. And that's hard if you're going to be a proper number nine in Pat's view. But he thinks he's got, you know, he thinks he's a good player.
2: Um, he's a, some Derek Smedhurst-like at the moment, isn't he? Whereas he, he needs to fill out and be... yeah. Uh... Not the Derek Smithers that was no indeed with Alice, but, but it's that, a tricky
0: thing filling out
2: the Lukaku, It happened to Lukaku, didn't it? Yeah, he,
0: yeah. Well, no, he, Lukaku was a unit when he was nineteen, mate.
2: No, he was. He was still. He still <coughs> um, he filled out hugely when he went to yeah. Everton in comparison with when he was really? a child. Really? Okay. Ma- massively, they did a they did a, a, an assessment of it in a comparison. Can I just ask a question though about Abraham? Because everybody's been saying he's fit and he's not being selected. Um, well, he's been
0: injured, hasn't
2: he? No, indeed, indeed. At a presser just before the international break, um, uh, Tuka was saying how he still had a problem with his toe and they were very worried about it because he kept coming back to training and he was then getting injured again. What well, he, was, he was then saying he couldn't make it because the way it worked out, I think he, he expects to see them on the pitch training and then if they're not there, he then uh, finds out afterwards that they're injured. You know, it's that kind of thing. He doesn't... He, it, that's the way it worked because he said I, I expected to see him and he wasn't he wasn't on he wasn't there Then I discovered that he still have a has a problem with his toe so um, so before the international break he still had the problem and the policy that Tuchel appears to have is he doesn't rush players back we don't see somebody who's been injured I suppose the difference is with Kante, who I I, well, I presume will be rushed back if he's fine uh, if he's fit whereas in this instance I got the impression that he wasn't keen to play, play him. And it wasn't to do with not being selected. It was to do with because he still wasn't fit enough to get into the squad. And then everybody, all everybody was saying, oh my goodness, uh, he's deliberately not selecting him. Well, he's had, he, he did state in the presser that he was worried about him because of this recurring injury that they couldn't quite work out what it was. So I think we're slightly jumping the gun here over whether or not he's decided that He's not part of his plans because I think he's still recovering from this injury.
0: Well, I, I mean, you know, who knows is the is the answer to that because t- until he, he actually gets a game, it's going to be very difficult for us to, to, to know that. I, I have to say, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? And I, I take your point. You know, we, we don't know the extent of the injury, but it seems to be a long time. I don't... And I, I just... It's really hard, also, I think, to, to to kind of decipher some of the things that that Tuchel's saying at the moment. Either, I mean, I I I wouldn't blame any manager at all for being economical with the truth in front of the press. Um, but we started off with Tuchel thinking he's incredibly honest, but I'm I'm thinking actually no, he's kind of being like all other managers, and as I said, I don't blame him for that. Mark, I mean, do you think do you think we're panicking a bit about Tammy here, or or do you think that Tuchel just really doesn't rate him, and actually we've got good cause to be worried
3: i
1: i don't really know because you know if i've read rightly um it looks like tammy signed
3: a one-year contract extension so there's no, so they've got a i think there's a clause in there that chelsea can um you ex- unilaterally actually extend the contract yeah
1: so you know is that happening because tammy's happy to do it, or is chelsea actually physically doing it because they can Chelsea, i
3: think there's a no. there's a clause in this contract that chelsea no. can do it you know naturally without having to get his consent which means they they make they his value
1: yeah and that's uh, they're protecting the value of the player then. Because the first time I read that, I thought, well, it, you know, if, if Tammy's staying for another year, less to worry about. Now, hearing what Dan says, ooh, yeah. Yeah, are Chelsea just doing it? Because they're going to sell him at some point in the future and they want to realise his value. For me, you know, I'd give Tammy a go. I don't think he's done anything particularly bad, you know. So, I work on the basis that let's trust the manager for now. Uh, if he is fit, let's see if he plays either tomorrow night or plays at the weekend.
0: Mm, I agree. I think it would be a real shame... To let him go, but I do think he's going to need time to mature into into a top top level strike. I, th- I mean, I think already, you know, he's a he's a good enough striker to play for anybody outside of the top four. And before you laugh at me and say yes, but that means he's not good enough for us, Chich. He's still relatively young, and I'm that's what I'm saying. I think he needs time to become a top four striker. But he's already good enough to play for the likes of Villa or somebody else. JK, you're hovering.
2: I'm hovering. I just think he's got to be in his bonnet, Tuchel, about playing Werner. He wants to keep playing Werner. Yeah. That's because he's, he's probably got
0: Marina in his ear, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, there's a possibility. But also, I think it's just the speed thing. He really wants him to be the, the, uh, the, the, they wants the attacking three.
0: I don't so think he likes number two. nines.
2: Yeah, I, I, I well, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They, they
0: mess up his passing routines.
2: Yeah. Well, did you hear that and they, they do
0: they, things like score goals off their arse? I mean, how dare they? It's just not pretty enough.
2: He said in the, um, the presser today that, they weren't implementing lots of the attacking formations that he'd that they practice which mm. I thought was uh, was was intriguing as to uh, how robotic these things need to be or whether you just let somebody run with the ball the natural fact no they need to be well
0: you know what I said to the Londoners. sorry Mark I'll, I'll, I'll let you come in a minute but what I said to the is I went off on a rant about this who who knew that I would go off on a rant if you let me do a podcast right after the match not sensible at all but i said i said that bloody west brom second goal was it their second no it was their second goal wasn't it where 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 the keeper just booted it up the pitch i said that is a goal you will never see scored at chelsea anymore you just won't see it happen because it's not you know because you, the goalkeeper's not allowed to kick it like that the goalkeeper's not allowed to see an opportunity where the defence is all half asleep and that somebody's making a run between the lines You know, no, you have to pass it to Rudiger. Then you have to pass it to Aspilicueta. Then you have to pass it back to Mendy. Then you have to pass it to Jorginho, who passes it back to Mendy. You know, you'd never see that goal scored by Chelsea.
2: You wonder whether Chelsea were actually prepared for that kind of goal as well. Perhaps that's not something that uh, he ever sets them up to deal with.
0: Mm. It's very weird, isn't it? Anyway, let's wrap this part up. We've got a few questions from Discord as well. But before we get into that... Uh, well, actually, no, let's do let's do the <laughs> questions. What what, what, what? Mark. sorry Mark, so sorry, Mark, yes, you're sure dead right. You did have your pen up. Clearly not That's far right. enough up.
1: No, just picking up on that point. Yeah, if cool is playing Werner because yeah, Marina's telling him to. Um, all the more reason they <laughs> Allegedly. <to> play, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, all the more reason to play Tammy, because actually when it's gone well for Werner this like season, exactly that. It's usually when he's been partnered with Tammy exactly up front. Exactly
0: that. Yeah. Because yeah. Werner is not a number nine. He's like an old-fashioned, you know, inside forward. You play him as a two, like Heskey and Owen, you know. Actually, that's a very good analogy, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it just... But Tuchel doesn't like to play with two... uh, uh, You know, we could be here all night moaning about that one. Um, Dan, is this a blip? Uh, Is this a wake-up call? And, and, I mean, given that, you know, Tottenham, as always, didn't let us down, uh, unknowingly West Ham won, but... I mean, has it done a lot of damage to our top four chances? I mean, um, I think it's getting it's getting pretty tight, isn't it, up the top?
3: We, we had that little bit of a safety net, which we've lost now, because had we won, we still had a bit of breathing space. We haven't got much room for error now. And then Liverpool although Arsenal looked fairly good on the weekend. Listen, we've got to play West Ham-Leicester on the weekend, so one of those two teams will drop points. Now, provided we can beat Palace, then either we'll get back above West Ham or close to Leicester. Um we still got to play West Ham as well, so I think it's still, to an extent, balls in our court. We just we have no room for error now.
0: The way the way that I'm looking at it, chaps, um, the real threats are basically Spurs, Liverpool, and Everton. I think Villa on 44 points—that's seven points behind us. It's not a long way. I'd, I'd accept that they might still be in it. I don't think Arsenal are. So so really Tottenham, Tottenham, Liverpool and Everton, I think are our main threats. I mean, you know, if we lose a game, they go above us or, or certainly Spurs and Liverpool do. I mean, the thing that gives me hope, JK, is that, um, you know, I've said this a few weeks ago, you know, City are going to win the league this year because they've been the most consistent. Up till yet, uh, up till Saturday, we had been consistent for fourteen games. Okay, not setting the world alight. Okay, not battering anybody, but not conceding goals and winning games and, and not losing games. And I and I've said a long a long time this season is nuts. The five-two that we have just experienced is indicative of this season. Liverpool getting hammered seven-two by Villa. You know, United losing six-one to Spurs at home. You know, there's been some really weird results. And my feeling is, is that if we can again pick up like we we did when Tuchel turned up and put another run together, which we know we're capable of, we know that none of these sides—the Liverpools, the Spurs, the Everton's, the Tottenham's, the United West Ham's—they are not going to win every match. They've got a rick in them as well. So you know, maybe we shouldn't be as panicked as I felt at uh, you know half past two on Saturday afternoon, J.K.
2: Or well, maybe we should. Okay. Maybe we should uh, um, accept the season is over and it's all going Mate, to There's to eight go. matches left. Disintegrate from there's now. There's eight on. matches no, left. Yeah, I know, I know, but but we might lose them all. We might all fall apart. It might be our nemesis. You know, it might be this. Might be the end of that. We might lose tomorrow night. Lose easily. Lose in the semi-final and lose about the next six games. You are such a bipolar football fan. We might. I said we might. I'm just arguing for that. No, I, I, I know. Who Back knows? in October,
3: that's it.
0: We're not losing another match ever. No, it's all over. Everybody can go home. Two, two weeks later, Frank sacked.
2: <laughs> well, I thought we played very well against Leeds when we beat. We the did, team, didn't we? Day. It was we brilliant. I thought we were great. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, at the same time, tomorrow night we'll probably play really well and beat them, and then we'll be thinking, no. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, there's always with these seasons, it's never quite as we ever predict, but. Um, if it gets them playing with the the normal complement, i.e. if Kante plays tomorrow night and Rudiger plays with Christensen and we play with 11, um, we're slightly better off than we played at the weekend. And it may be that Jorginho slots effortlessly into the setup with Kante, um, uh, who, um, who who backs him up and covers for him and he's just there then to, to play the ball through. Um, uh, I'll be intrigued to see who he plays up front. I think Werner is a uh, is a shoe in. Yeah, let's let's, let's hold we're on, gonna, powder mix, on. We're going to get onto that in a minute, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've I've jumped the gun. And I was, in fact, you were asking me about whether what, what the what the season would do. But I, I, um, it's you know, it's it's it'll be a combination of the two, won't it? We might, we might discover that um, um, somehow he's he's out Porto Porto. It depends what he's working out. And 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 we did have a changed side. We didn't play. Our first yeah. team
0: against West Brom. One of the things that I loved about, I mean, you know, I could I could sit here and do a, a ten hour show on all the reasons why I love Joe Cole, But one of the things he said when asked by Jake Humphreys after the match was, "So Joe, um, are they going to finish in the top four? Joe, just even without think, hundred percent. He said, hundred percent. Are they going to beat Porto? Yes, absolutely. And I mean, I, I really do believe we are, you know." I have a lot of faith in Tuchel. I think we can turn this this round and I think he can put another run together. And I think if we're consistent, we'll get in the top four.
1: Yep, I'd, I'd agree. Um, there's still a lot to play for. If you look at our fixtures and then look at everybody else's fixtures, I think only Liverpool has probably, you could say on paper, got the more easier run in. The two key games for us will be when we play West Ham away and when we play Man City away. And hopefully by then, Man City might have won the league. Uh, I still think we can get in the top four. There's still the FA Cup. There's still the Champions League to play for. I think the, the problem is with an unbeaten run. Yeah, you know, the, the longer the unbeaten run goes, exactly. You know, you know, the more expectation grows. So you know, it grew and grew to 14 games. But the trouble with an unbeaten run is, guess what?
0: It has to end. That's why I was worried yeah. about Saturday yeah. On, yeah. on Friday when we spoke about it because that was on my mind. There's yeah. a reason why these records kind of about 12, 13, 14 games.
1: They they end eventually. Yeah. yeah, there's very few teams. You know, there's 14 games potentially left. Would we have gone unbeaten for 28 games? No, no I, I, I Not with how the team has been playing at certain times during this season. Picking up on Dan's point, we've never smashed anybody this season. We're yeah. winning, but we're not beating teams outside. There's always that risk. You know, that Chelsea psychology again, where you know, unless we put two or three goals, you know, and put the game to bed, there's always that risk that the other team will nick one at the other end and and, and will drop points. Yeah. You know. There's there's still a lot to play for. And the other thing I'd say as well is, if you look back on us at Easter's down the years, you know, it's a bit like Christmases. Chelsea down the years at Christmas and Easter's, you know, we, we have well, bad Christmas and bad Easter's. Just
0: to interrupt you there, Mark, that, that was in Rick's pre-match briefing, and I forgot to mention this on, on Friday. This fixture falls at Easter, a weekend over which Chelsea have not won since April 2015 when Stoke was seen off 2-1 at the bridge. Really? Yeah. yeah, I sat I with gonna, J.K. at that match.
1: Yeah, I was going to say we've been crucified more times at Easter than Jesus
0: bloody Christ. Exactly. <laughs> so you're right. You're right, Dan. You were waiting patiently in the video. Yeah, I was just I was
3: just going to say the guys talk a lot of sense. I think if we're going to lose the match, I'd rather be to West Brom and get you know an unassailable defeat to Porto. Mm. You know, if we got if we lost three one or five you know three one to Porto, four one to Porto, we're not coming back from that. I'd say you know it, it takes the pressure off from this mentally weak team as well.
0: Well, we're going to talk about Porto in a minute, but before we do, I've got some, I've got, you. Know, I need your thinking caps on. We've got some great questions from the good denizens of Discord in lieu of any emails. Nana, sorry about your email, but I'll whack it in when we've, uh, when we next get some emails in. Right, Chev, who's in Mixler tonight as well, says, as things are close, this kind of relates to what we're saying, really, as things are closing up for top four and Liverpool have an easier run in than us, hopefully it doesn't go that way but is is the winning is winning the champions league becoming more important for us to win to qualify for the champions league maybe still a bit uh, too early for that because we we're still in contention but with the amount of games it might have to come down to one or the other i have to say uh, jk I, I said rather cheekily on uh, london is blue stop worrying boys we're going to win the champions league so we don't need to finish top 4 but i i i think like we were just saying we i think we're all fairly confident we will finish top 4 actually I think we'll finish
2: third. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I can't see us not not doing that. But once again, this has, has to come back to the way we've been playing. But it, surely some of the forwards are going to start firing. Please, please. And he's made Zayic look slowly but surely back to what he was, how he was playing and some of those really teasing crosses. He scored a very good goal the other day. Um, and will he play Giroud? Oh, we need so I keep going back on this. We're not there yet. Oh, we're talking about what the selection of the side's going to be. But... Um, uh, I've just he is obsessed with Werner though, so um, surely Werner has got to start scoring. Surely, in which case, it, it, it we can actually then argue about the, the rest of the season being easier if the forward start scoring at the moment. It's about the defense staying as rigid as it was before West Brom, which we didn't have a problem with before because it seemed to be working really well, but uh the pressure will be taken off if we start scoring goals. Mm,
0: Totally agree with that. Uh, I've got another one from uh, Yarin. Lovely Yarin. Yarin uh, Levy or Levi. Uh, He says, Chidge, uh, have you read the quotes from Morata? No, I haven't, Yarin. But I remember that they, I, I kind of remember basically that he was bitching about Chelsea and not getting any love or support uh from the club that was when he was going through his bad uh, bad run he said is it possible that he didn't get help we have a reputation uh, of signing uh, you know big signing strikers you can't handle the pressure at chelsea torres morata and now Werner. surely it would be helpful for them to see a psychologist Yaren, uh, i'm available my fees are very reasonable marina you just have to phone me i know you have my mobile number i know we don't like to talk about that but just phone me i'm available anyway uh So, there we go. Do they need to see a psychologist? Mason Mount's father also said that he saw a lot of talented kids in the academy who couldn't make it because they didn't have uh, the right mentality. Surely the club needs to use someone with knowledge to make sure those kids will be on the right track. It's interesting to hear your thoughts as someone who works in this area and is also a fan. Um, Now, um, I'm going to ask Mark this in a second but um, I can probably do that and answer at the same time. Mark, I as you I mean, you wouldn't be surprised for me to hear that I'm a huge fan of sports uh, psychologists and Gary Bloom is an excellent one who I know who works at Oxford. My understanding is that most top clubs will have psychologists, well, therapists, counselors, call it what you will, um sports sports psychologists I think would be the right word for their players to talk to. Um and this has been going on for a long time. But you know what Mark, I can't actually say for certain whether Chelsea have or not, which seems remarkable. that I haven't actually asked somebody, and I, maybe I bloody shouldn't. I'm just wondering, because you, you are so well connected with the club. Do you know if they have one?
1: I don't, but when I was reading the, the question, when you sent it earlier this afternoon, you know, and it's a really good question that Yaren's making, my immediate reaction was, surely Chelsea Football Club would have a sports psychologist and would have had one, I would say, probably going back to Glenn Hoddle and Ru Hulit's Day. I think we must have had one for years. But yeah, they had I, I
0: Eileen don't... Drury in Glenn Hoddle's day.
1: And Gio, you know, I think she gave Ray Parlour a short back and sides when he asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be I'd be stunned if Chelsea didn't have that, you know, in their infrastructure. I'm absolutely certain we would have at all levels of the club, at senior level and at youth level as well. I, I think it's it's part and parcel of the modern day game because it, it isn't just a physical thing about the footballer these days; it's the mental side as well. So. I don't know who it is, but I'd be very surprised if Chelsea didn't have yeah, a sports psychologist working there. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you what, Yaren. I, I'm going to do my – because I have a professional and personal interest in this, as you can imagine, and I will do my very, very best to find out. And I'll tell you what, if they haven't, they bloody need one because I think Mark's right. I think, you know, we, we talk about it a lot. And, I mean, you know, Saturday's game was a really good example of that. If, if a team is 5%, 3% off it at the top level, they're not going to win. You know, you have to be 100% on it. These mar this it's elite sport is all about tight 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 margins and you know, a psych- psychologist can make a huge difference in getting into players heads. I mean, Werner, classic example. You know, the mat the, his his problem is a mental problem. It's not a skill ability or physical one. We know I mean as Tuchel alluded to the other day, his brain and body know how to score goals. He's done it before. So what needs unlocking is something in his in his you know psychology anyway? Last question. Uh, d- d- uh, this is from the lovely Daryl, who have, who I would imagine is also Mixler tonight and is one of the great bastions of the Discord group. Is do you guys think or do you think the club thinks? I love the way you phrase that. I'm going to read that again. It's so brilliantly written. Do you <laughs> guys think or do you think the club thinks that Mark Gay is the better centre back option to have long term? So an option in the loan of Tamori wasn't as big a deal as we fans think. A lot of thinking in there. Um, I, I think it's Dan. Dan? You, d- d- um, yeah, it's Dan. This, this one's for Dan. Oh,
3: uh, yeah. Um, good question. I mean, Gooey's only had 40 games for Swansea. he had 40 games for Derby and came back and did very well. Um, I think they just see that tomorrow has got value. They, they want to bring some money in because... Covid decimated their transfer plans next week and maybe they feel that they can get 25 million for him it's it's decent money it's mm-hmm. funny how he's unless i mean i like to know what happened with him in Frank, why he just suddenly completely fell out of favor because he's, he's damn slightly better than some of our center backs very very strange what happened there um Gui. I you gonna pass the box, I haven't seen enough of Mark Goey to know to answer the question. Well so the I, I the think box. he's
2: pretty good, JK. But no, it would make sense, wouldn't it? it that they, they think potentially he's a better player. And that's why they've let Tamori go.
3: But they they thought Jake water would be a good addition to the squad as well. So their judgment's questionable, best Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Hmm. Mark?
1: I I still don't think you know we've let Tamori go because he's a better player. Yeah for me. You know, I'd probably keep both of them if we could. Something's gone wrong with Tamori, yeah, Chelsea Football Club, for them so keen to offload him. So, you know, whether it was under Frank and it's continuing under Tuchel, because it doesn't make sense while we're offloading Tamori. The other reason I had my hand up as well is we do have a sports scientist and psychologist. His name is Tim Harkness. Tim uh-huh. Harkness. And he's held a position since 2009.
3: Yeah. Mm. Cheers. Just quick way about that question. If you haven't got that mental strength is it something you can be given and you learn it yeah or is it something
0: you're born with a bit of both but you you know yeah. it can be it can be encouraged like everything can
2: yeah
0: you know um i mean you know without doing an entire whole hour on on the psychology of sport um it's like anything in life i mean that, that's why i'm fascinated with it because you know i see i see patients who who are stuck for very you know, various reasons in their personal life, in their personal psyche, they're stuck. So a lot of the work that I do is to unstick them. And the same is attributable to to, to sport, you know. Werner is stuck. You know, he's in a position mentally where he cannot recapture what he was doing without thinking about it for most of his career. And, And I think when you've been doing something instinctively for most of your career and you suddenly can't do it anymore, you don't know how to correct that because it's not something you learned how to do in the first place because it was instinctive so anyway great questions people i do love our discord group i don't know jk doesn't know this but i'm going to tell him he might know this because he, he's in the discord group and as you are too in fact dan but um they off they went off and had their own zoom chat on sunday oh. <laughs> they got their own bloody zoom Q and A together
2: isn't, is isn't that, that because is we're lacking or is it because they, they needed they, they,
0: it they needed the therapy of talking about working through the talking of therapy they needed to work through the horror and the trauma that they'd visited on saturday wish
2: they know and i'd have joined them and i'd have been much more ranty than i am yeah. today.
0: Well, I, I couldn't i couldn't join in because it was easter sunday and i was on cooking yeah. duties all day but they, they did fair play to them i do love our discord group it's like mixler but you know 24 7 it's fantastic great fun well done the discord people I love you to pieces. Uh, Info later on as to how you can uh, join that. Uh, But before we do that, a couple of quick plug and then we're going to have the Porto preview. But uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust, uh, which Mark is now, well, Dan is a board member of. Uh, We we were going to bunk out of the meeting tonight, weren't we, Dan? But uh, thankfully, uh, divine intervention, and we got away with it because they moved it to Thursday. Uh, Mark is uh, also on the board uh, in a, um, what do they call it, Dan? Uh, uh, co uh co-op, oh, tea. Tea. co-op tea, that's right co so there you go and for, for good reason because uh, there's another reason why Mark's on the board and I'll tell you about that in a minute but the Chelsea Sports Trust uh, is something very much worthwhile becoming a member of five quid per year to be a member that entitles you to vote in our elections put motions forward at the AGM uh, and also to attend uh, special meetings like we had the other week when we had Pat Nevin talking uh, with us for three hours. I mean, brilliant of Pat to do that. Uh, you can also just join up for nothing if you want, but you don't get a vote and have any fun. So, why would you do that? Uh, anyway, go to com and follow them on Twitter at Chelsea S trust. Now, I'm going to read this out because it's so wonderful, it deserves a readout, and Mark will know what I'm talking about. But this anybody who was involved will have got this email. But this is about the big sleep out that we did, the big virtual sleep, uh, Stanford Bridge sleep out, which Mark was fundamentally with Cliff responsible for. He says on behalf of the Chelsea Sporters Trust and Store, we would like to say a huge thank you to all of you that took part and donated to the sleep out last week and I would like to put my personal thanks in there to the many of you who dipped your hand in your pocket and uh, and sponsored me which was very lovely of you. As a result of your fantastic efforts and generosity we can now confirm that we have raised over 16,000 pounds. This means that Stoll have benefited more from your generosity this year compared to last time. When one considers everything else that's going on in the world and the difficulties that many people are facing, that is a fantastic achievement. We're in touch with Chelsea and hope to be able to make a formal presentation to the ground or sorry at the ground very soon. This money will make a huge difference to Stoll and the lives of the veterans they help. We've received the following message from Richard Gamage, who's the chief executive of Stoll. He says, I want to thank the Chelsea Supporters Trust for supporting Stoll with the amazing big virtual Stamford Bridge Sleepout fundraising event on Saturday night. Chelsea supporters have been so generous to Stoll and the money raised will go directly into supporting our nation's veterans with homes and support services. At Stoll, we provide a wide range of support services to allow veterans to live an independent life. We support veterans who have mental health issues, including PTSD, and we work with individuals who have addiction issues around alcohol, gambling and hoarding. STOL provides an extensive health and well-being programme which allows veterans to gain new skills for employment or to take part in activities that support their physical and mental health. STOL also makes sure that older veterans can live independently, supporting them with domiciliary care, attending medical appointments and making sure they don't feel socially isolated and lonely. Great to see such wonderful support from you all for those who have given so much. Now, for those that slept out, we hope you enjoy the interaction via Twitter, especially Chidge's Bedtime Stories. They said that. I didn't I didn't write that. This was not written by me. So it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed doing it. We would also like to thank the various ex-players for their videos of support. Uh, we hope that circumstances mean that our next Sleep Out will be back at our beloved Stamford Bridge. And for anybody that would like to donate, the giving page is still open, as it is. Uh, my... Giving page, uh, the the link for that is uh, in, uh, pinned to my at Stanford Chidge Twitter feed. Mark, what a fabulous uh, result,
1: wasn't it? Just and a- absolutely, you know, in the current climate, to raise sixteen thousand for stoll was a remarkable achievement. And again, thanks for the people that sponsored me as well. It was a tremendous evening. I think it's a lot of fun in the end. You know, your your bedtime stories, Chidge. If people haven't seen it, do go <laughs> on Twitter. They were fantastic yeah and actually when we do go back to stanford bridge and do it you know um at stanford bridge next time i think that's a must to have the bedtime stories again do you think they'll let me
0: have a fire pit and a bottle of whiskey and a cigar in the middle of stanford bridge pitch
1: don't know if they'll allow those things but the bottle of whiskey was superb but uh, yeah how you haven't got sponsorship yet from that
0: whiskey company. disgraceful uh, i'm not going to mention them ever again they don't (laughs) deserve my i mean the publicity i gave them. them
1: Yeah. The, the marketing and sort of product placement you did for them was incredible and they still haven't given you a sort of a, a crate full of whiskey i really don't know but it was it was a tremendous evening we had a zoom meeting with stole last week uh, they were just absolutely chuffed for the money raised so it does make your heart sing you know you know, that you you do see it, it's going to be sort of used worthwhile and they were so pleased to receive that money you know for the same reasons we we're delighted to get the money they've had a hard year as well because of covid and as a charity, they've struggled with sort of like their traditional routes of donation. So every single penny will make a difference. Yeah. So thanks for everyone for getting involved. You know, really well done.
0: Great stuff. And uh, the players, too. I mean, we had John Sitton. Uh, Spackers was brilliant. Uh, the Reverend Gavin Peacock, Tommy Langley, Jace Cundy, Pat Nevin, Cannas, um, you know, and even Marcus, Marcus Alonso. All, all Sorry. Marcus Alonso, Marcus yeah, was yeah, oh, just brilliant, brilliant, Having really. To lovely. Pull
1: it off was, was was incredible, and you know Spacker's video was just so funny. It was. yeah Never oh. knew he had the, the comedy side, and John Sitting to his credit, he, he said, "If we give him enough notice, he'll come and do it next year with us."
0: He's a he's a he's a really lovely bloke. He uh, sits had a real. Um, he had he got COVID quite badly, a couple of months ago, but he seems to be uh, back on the men now. Uh, and talking of canners, uh, I've got I've got my. My my Canners Sabutio t shirt. Although actually this is not mine. This is for my this is a small one. This is for my little nephew who met Canners when he went to the bridge. Aren't they brilliant? If you haven't got a Canners uh T-shirt, Sabutio t-shirt, then I've you, got mine? Yeah, yeah, you need to give your head a wobble. Just go go to love uh love football hate racism um on Twitter and you'll find out how to get one. And all the proceeds from that are going to Canners and he needs our help because he's you know he's, he's he's just gone through a, a horror, the horror recently. Bless his heart. Now uh, we'll be back in a minute, and we are going to be talking all about the Porto game tomorrow.
3: Real fans, real
1: opinions.
3: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football Fancast.
0: Welcome back. This is Stanford Chidge. This, of course, is the Chelsea Fancast with the uh, the Illuminati, really. Not that Illuminati, the Chelsea Fancast Illuminati, which, of course, are Jonathan Kidd.
2: I'm a glow. I'm illuminating so much.
0: You've been illuminating me for years, JK. You are the light of my football life. You light up my life. <laughs> oh, I mean, follow that—you can't. Uh, Mark, lovely to see you. It was always, lovely to see Mark Meehan. the brains of an otherwise no-brain outfit.
1: Lovely to be on. And is he playing um, tomorrow night?
0: Illuminati? Does he play for Porto? He probably does. Dan will know. Dan knows all that kind of stuff. We have got Dan Silver in the
3: house as well. Whoop, 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 whoop. I'm not going to attempt to sing because it'll just lose people. Left, right, and center. How, how do yeah, you know we haven't already? That That's move. true. Well, my single put the phone now in the coffin. No, Illuminati, <laughs> Illuminati's on loan at Sassuolo.
0: <laughs> Good work, Dan. Good work. All right, yeah, you figured it out. Uh, last part tonight, we're going to talk about uh, uh, Porto. We've got Porto in the Champions League uh, first leg quarterfinal tomorrow night. Uh, just so, I'm so delighted that 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 we're there. Uh, I never really expected us to to get past Atlético Madrid uh but by jove we did um porto um you know they play in a pub league as we know so not surprising to hear that they've won four out of their last uh, matches they're all league matches of course they lost 3-2 to juventus but as they had beaten them 2-1 in their home leg they they squeaked through uh on away goals um so there you go i mean the interesting thing i mean we and you know, we everybody knows our form uh you know the less we talk about that the better the other thing is because we played porto a fair amount actually um we had them in uh, 2004 when i think they were the reigning european champions if my memory serves me correctly uh where uh we won 3-1 at home and they won 2-1 at home so we we went through then we played them again in 2007 uh we won 2-1 at home or we drew one all over there and then won 2-1 at home so we went through then we played them in 2009 uh that's interesting we won 1-0 uh, oh no we won one nil at home and then we won one nil away so we went through uh through that one and the last time we played them was in 2015 where they won 2-1 in the home leg and we won 2-0 in the home leg so we went through I have a suspicion it may well work out a little bit like that. Now, the good news, JK, the good news is that their, uh, Champions League top scorer and central midfielder, Sergio Oliveira is suspended Uh-oh. on Wednesday, ah, yeah. as is their striker, Medi Taremi. Now, Oliveira has got, uh, or got five goals, which is the same as Messi, Salah, Lewandowski, and Benzema in the Champions League this season. One fewer than Giroud, uh, apparently, uh, so I wonder if um, – I mean, the thing is, they're going to be tough. I mean, from what I understand, I mean, you know, you name mugs if you knock out Juventus. And I think in, in the little stuff I got from Flash, they've done pretty well against uh, teams that are in the, you know, so-called kind of big five leagues. But I, I, I think they play with five at the back, and I think they'll, they'll look to hit us on the break and get the ball up to their forwards quickly. Um and that's interesting because we have a problem breaking down teams like that. Although, having said that, we managed to beat Atlético Madrid. He played with six at the back,
3: mm. but I
0: think it's going to be. This is not going to be a pushover by any stretch of the imagination, is
2: it? it be not a pushover, but he'll have a plan, won't he? He'll have worked out their strengths and he'll uh, he'll he'll set the the team up accordingly. So, um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Su- well, I will not be surprised. I wouldn't. I'm not allowed to do that. Am I? I wouldn't be no, surprised. Not to, not in the woke no. world. No, not in the woke world. No. I they be should so, have heard I, us
0: in 2008 when we did the summer tour to China, mate. Oh, I, <laughs> I was having fun with the Chinese commentary of Frank Lampard. Just leave it at that.
2: Yeah, I, I'm so <laughs> and tempted. then
0: Sean Wright Phillips, as I recall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prawny. Was was he prawn? Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I, I think he'll, um, um, if if they played similarly to uh. To atletico in the fact that they'll be breaking uh, he'll, he'll have worked out how to to, to press accordingly um uh, i think i think we'll see a very very disciplined defensive performance with um from us as well with once again it'll be it'll be low scoring and I, I, it's a question of who he plays is he going to play am I allowed to talk about this now well, why don't we why it, don't we
0: why don't we pause for that because I've got some plans for that I have. I too. I too have a plan.
2: You've got, you've got plans. I
0: have a plan. Um, Dan, I think JK's absolutely bang on the money here. I don't I don't see many goals in this. But no, um, by all many... by all means comment on that. But I, I do want to talk about uh the kind of the latest news that we got from from the camp where Rudiger and Kepper had a a pretty serious bust up by all accounts, so much so that Rudiger had to be sent uh to the naughty step. Uh but apparently Aspie and James had a Bust up after the match uh, against West Brom as well. So you know it being that this is the most important match that Chelsea have played arguably in Europe, arguably for seven years. I mean, I know we won the Europa Cup in that time, but it's the first time we've been in the quarter final of the Champions League for seven years. Is this good or bad for the build up to Porto? Uh,
3: I think it's something or nothing. I think it happens all the time. Sorry? happens all the time, doesn't it? Really? It happens all the time. But suddenly enough, it's suddenly nothing. The players had a fight. He was sent back with five minutes to go and they made up. It's, it's a nothing story. Like, so Matt Law has his moles. They leaked a non story, gets a bit of attention. People start talking. It's behind a pay click wall. That's what he wants clickbait. It's a nothing story. You know, Kepa's not going to be starting tomorrow. Really good, does well. Really good deserves it because he's been on good form. He had a little spat with the keeper. So what? Who cares? No. He went in late. Keeper didn't like it. Next, don't care. Yeah. But no, I think I think it's going to be a very tight game. I think we need an away goal. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it goes very similar to the, the Atletico match. To be honest, I think we you know soak up the pressure, nick a goal, and come back with at a, a least at least an away goal a positive result. I think we'll have enough to beat them over two legs. I think personally speaking they they're good but I think missing the two well, key players
0: with our Atletico form and not our West Brom form. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. But I think I think Dan's Dan's right uh, on both counts actually, Mark. I mean, you and I will remember very well that the one of the best striking partnerships Chelsea have ever had uh, emanated from a, a, a literally a punch-up after a game with Kerry and Speedo, wasn't it? Um, so I, I've got no problem with players knocking seven bales out of each other. That shows to me that they want to win and they're, they're competitors. And, um, you know, as I said, uh, I think Dan's got it right with the, you know, you've got to stay in the game, haven't you, in the first leg? That's the point.
1: I, I'd agree, yeah. No, no drama on the training ground. Bust-ups happen all, all all the time. Um, I, I think the more interesting thing is, uh, and it's quite fascinating looking at them on Twitter, a few people having a pop at Matt Law. But I was sort of thinking, actually, full credit to Matt Law, he's a journalist doing his job. If he's got someone down at the training ground leaking him those stories, well, you know, actually, you know, know, he's probably thinking happy days. Um, But... I think it's going to be maybe one nil. It's going to be that tight tomorrow night. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. Really don't. So I'll either go for a one or draw, or we'll get a one nil victory. I think it's going to be that 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 tight. You know, it ain't going to be a five two game for that. I can say that for certain. We ain't going to get a repeat of Saturday.
0: Well, Porto don't score a lot of goals like we don't. Uh, yeah. They don't let a lot in either, like we don't normally. Uh, and also, they've got you know they've got two very key players out, so. You know, I, I, I think it's got, <clears throat> you know, draw written all over it. Uh, narrow, narrow win for us, hopefully. Um, I think Dan's right.
1: I think we need an away goal. So if if we're going to get a draw, I'd rather have a one-all draw than a nil-nil.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Getting a goal is is really yeah. so crucial in Champions League football when you're away from home. I mean, the interesting thing is he's got the squad. Uh, I mean, he he had his presser today and he made a point of saying that, that Pulisic and Conte are fit. Uh, Kante will be on the bench he said, definitely. Pulisic and Tammy uh, are both in the squad, which, you know, is is good. So, who knows? Tammy may get a game. The interesting thing is, though, JK, is that Billy Gilmore is not in the squad at all. Given that Conte is on the bench, who do you think is going to start in midfield, JK? Do
2: you think it might be um, uh, Jorginho and and, uh, Kovacic?
0: I think it might be JK.
2: Yeah, I reckon it might be changed. What What, do you think, Mark? The Dangerous Brothers, Chuckle Brothers are back.
0: Yeah. So, what do you think? I mean, what do we? I mean, you know, like like we said earlier, they were shocking against West Brom, but they're equally likely to be excellent against Porto.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, well, but but as we said already, that in in the the other games that we didn't um, fall apart and play appallingly. they didn't have a problem. They were protected. And uh, the the first leg of the uh, of the game against Atletico, he had a very fine game, Jorginho.
3: So, um,
2: you know, are we are we jumping to a conclusion? Can he possibly ever play as badly again as he played against West Brom? I don't think so.
0: Well, I mean, you could say that about a lot of the team, to be fair. I mean, let's play this game. I, I like this game, by the way. And in my humility, I omitted I to mention at the start of the show, that I had picked the team spot on apart from Pulisic playing, I think, didn't I? In uh, uh for the uh, the West Brom match, what did I, I? I said Havertz would start and Pulisic started, otherwise, I got it absolutely spot on anyway. I've done my lineup, which I'm going to read as follows Mendy in goal, Rudiger, Christensen, Aspilicueta at the back, Chilwell, jo- and I, I wrote Georginio and Kovacic in before I knew about Kante being on the bench. So, Chilwell, Jorginho, Kovacic, James, and Mount. Ziyech and Werner up front. That is what I th- I think he will go through. Uh, so he may play Alonso instead of Chilwell. But I don't know. I think maybe because they're going to hit us on the break, he might want some legs there. So I think Chilwell will get the nod if, t- if Tuchel's got his brain fixed on. Um, I, I, the only question I have about that is uh, Havertz isn't starting. And I'm and I I'm not so sure about that. I, I think maybe Havertz needs to. But how Ziyech has been playing quite well. So how do you fit him in? You know, he's gonna play Werner. Certainly if, if, if he's playing a defensive game wants to hit them on the break.
2: Might he play Giroud though, just because of his um He might what well, instead of Werner? Yeah, uh, no, I bet he might play Werner and um uh and, Zay- and and Pulisic.
0: Yeah, but where does then he doesn't play Mount? And
2: Mount's absolutely nailed on to start. Uh yeah, good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Suddenly I was believing we played with twelve. I don't know what happened to me.
0: I would probably mean bloody good idea.
1: Yeah, Mark, great. what do you reckon, Mark? Well, the team I wrote down is very similar to yours. I did Mendy, Asby, Rudy, Christensen, Reese James. I went for Alonso instead of Chilwell. I had Mount. What? Hang
0: Why did you go for Alonso? I, I,
1: I just think, you know, um, he's played Alonso in other Champions League games and he hasn't played Chilwell. And I think certain players, that's why I put Ziyech in the team as well, Certain players, he always seems to pick for Champions League games, and Alonso is one of those. But I can understand if he played for well because, obviously, Alonso played at the weekend. But I've gone for Alonso. Uh, I've gone for Mount. I've gone for the Dangerous Brothers in midfield. I've gone for Ziyech. And then I had a question mark, Giroud or Werner up front. Mm. I wasn't sure which one he'd go for because he always seems to play Giroud in the Champions League.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Well, oh, Sorry, sorry, Mark. Carry on. Yeah, Because,
1: you know, if he plays Verna and Giroud, you have to take a Jorginho and a Kovacic out, and I'm not sure he'll not, do that no, away from home. No,
0: no definitely yeah.
1: not. I think they'll both play.
0: Yeah, definitely. Danny, Danny boy.
3: Yeah, uh, same team as um, Mark, but I had Chua over so. so that's the same team as me then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't write team. Not that I'm <laughs> grasping
0: for credit here or anything.
3: Yeah, I think I just think we, we need the pace. I think Giroud might be a an option later in the game if we're struggling. But I think we're going to need the pace. We're going to play on the counter. We need yeah. as much pace as possible.
0: That's why. That's why
2: I've gone Chillwell, yeah. not Alonso. Jk. It, it isn't interesting that Adoya appears to have fallen out of the out of injured still, isn't he? Oh, is he still injured? Well, he's, got a well, he, he no, he's
3: in... in the
0: squad. He's in the yeah. squad. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, was
2: yeah.
3: Injured for Saturday.
0: But I I think I think he'll want to. I think that that. Because it's the first leg, because we're away from home, he's got one eye on on keeping you know, keeping it solid, and and you know, Hudson Odoi is a less effective defensive option than James at wing back.
2: Would be it's my. A bit matter about being away from home when you are playing at the same venue. Both games.
0: Well, I know that, but you know what I mean. It's the it's yeah. it's the first half, isn't it? But, so it goes yeah. back to what we were saying. You want to be, you know, next leg. You want to still be in the tie. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So interestingly, we're all we're all pretty much in agreement with the squad. So, Mark, uh, just remind me of what your score prediction is. Uh, I'd say the
1: one nil to Chelsea or one all draw. Okay. Yeah, we might edit
0: one nil, one nil or one all. Yeah. Okay, Danny. I'm gonna go two one Chelsea. Two one Chelsea. Ever the optimist, I do love you yeah. for that. Jk <laughs> five one for Chelsea.
2: <laughs> Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. why not? I'll show yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, <Suck them>. Yeah, <laughs> if I care. Yeah, um, uh, it'll be in the two-one-one-one-one-one-nil bracket, I think. Mm. And having said that, it'll probably be three or four-one. Uh, I have no no idea. I think um, uh, I think you'll play Giroud from the beginning, and um, uh, and I think you'll score. So uh, I think it might be one-nil.
0: Mm. I I you know bearing in mind Porto's. Uh, got their strikers out or the, or their goal scorers out. I I I think a nil nil or a one nil to us. I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know because I'm a Chelsea sport. I'm gonna say one nil. So one nil it is. So there we go. Uh, tomorrow, by this time we still won't know because it'll be half time, but we'll be close to knowing, as close as one can get without it being the final whistle. Uh, but obviously. It's massive. I, I so, 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 so want us to do well in the Champions League this year because it, it'll be such it'd be so Chelsea to go and win it, wouldn't it, this yeah. year? And we'd be, so, Although that'd be horrible because we wouldn't be able to be there. So I don't, I'm not really a massive fan of, of that concept. But there you go. Well, there you go. We, have, we are almost out of time, which is it's been so much fun tonight, actually. It's just whizzed by. Um, uh, but before uh, we do that, uh, I should just remind you to go and buy a Chelsea pitch owners share. Actually, an interesting point about the Chelsea pitch owners because, of course, we're not playing at home in what is a home leg. So I hope and presume that the CPO have given permission to Chelsea Football Club to do that. So there you go, interesting point. But anyway, if you want a CPO share, uh, go to the website, Chelsea website, search for Chelsea pitch owners. Um, They range from about 31 quid to about a couple hundred quid for a signed, framed, presented on the pitch one. And, of course, as you all know, um, being a member of the CPO enables you to... Uh, or enables the, us to have football being played at Stamford Bridge forever and ever and ever. So there you go. Now, as I said, that's all we've got time for. Uh, JK and I will return. We will we'll, we will be back on Friday for the preview show and we'll have Alex Churchill, the lovely Alex, with us and also Adam Newson from Football London, 7pm live on Mixler as ever, then up as a podcast afterwards and uh, we'll be looking back at hopefully a successful night for Chelsea tomorrow night against Porto and we'll be looking ahead to Saturday's match Against Crystal Palace, so there you go. Uh, now I've got absolutely no idea who's uh, who's on Mon- who's on the Monday show with me and J.K. because uh, I haven't done the schedule yet. But uh, it'll definitely be me and J.K. plus two of the Chelsea fancast mob, and of course we'll be looking back at the Palace game and then looking ahead to the next leg, the second leg of our Champions League uh, tie against Porto. So there we go. Now don't forget to check out Dean Mears's. Went to Mo King's Meadow podcast on the Chelsea FC women's team, which will be due out uh, tomorrow. Well, I don't know when it's due out, actually, but hopefully he'll send it to me sometime and I'll stick it up on the old platform. Dean is doing a fabulous job. I don't know if you boys have listened to it. He's he's doing a really good job on, on that podcast. Yeah, you listen to it. I've listened to a
1: few of the shows. They're very, very good.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's picking it up quick. He's doing good. So one day I will be able to retire. Do you think you could work with uh, Dean, uh, JK?
2: Um. Uh, I'm not so sure. He's he's a bit he's a bit too bright for me. I think but, I might.
0: Uh... I thought that the answer I expected was I'll drive him there, or drive you there, <laughs> whichever is most applicable to the airport. Yeah. But there you go. Bless Dean. He's a top, top, top lad. One of uh, one of our one of our mob, and he does very really, well. Which- very witty and very he's witty dry yeah. sense of humor but he's he's getting he's getting really quite accomplished at presenting it and holding it all together he's doing a good job all right so there you go so check out went to mo king's meadow when it's out this week uh, a quick shout out to our patreons who are all bloody marvelous actually um and uh, as i mentioned earlier that we have a discord group so if you if you join up to patreon you immediately get a link from me which enables you to come and Joining the fun on discord, which is basically like the mix mixer chat room, but twenty four seven with all sorts of channels going on in there it's great fun uh some really decent people on there and it's a real an and and antithesis to Twitter if you see what I mean uh you will also get a Kerry Dixon mini banner when I get a new delivery from them over from the states, so it's worthwhile joining up. Uh, and look no pressure there are no tears or anything like that just pay as little or as much as you want and it does help uh me to cover the costs of doing all these shows and ting uh, and it is patreon.com for us at chelsea fancast uh as you would have noticed tonight we had no well we did have one email from nana um but when we do get emails we we like to read them out and we we will do it always we will read whatever you send us we will read them out and the email address is chelsea fancast at gmail.com In normal times Get them into me by Sunday evening, which is uh, or Sunday really, because I tend to write the script on a Sunday evening. So there you go. Now you can follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Mark at Eddie Mac B A W A, and Dan at Dan Sil 73. And of course, it's at Chelsea Fancast for everything else, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. So there you go. Dan, good to see you, mate. It's good to be back. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, always good to see you. Had, had a good old chimwag tonight. Really enjoyed it, Mark. Lovely to see you too. Always good to speak to you.
1: Lovely to see you, Chidge. Just finished with a shout out to my good friend Harry Soames. If you've read CSC UK, my article is about Harry this month. He's ninety years old tomorrow. He's the oldest Chelsea fan I know. He's been a fan for seventy years. So I'll be popping along to see him tomorrow evening before the game. I wish him happy birthday. Incredible. Uh,
3: happy birthday
0: so is this on, I've got to find the book. you mean do you mean that harry
3: no
1: not that harry, not that no, harry. No. i think I, I think that harry sadly has passed no, I, away I now say, you... well, that, that's a good
0: getting off of 10 years old that book now i think yeah. so who tell me about how i haven't read the article yet as you probably figured uh, out
1: Harry's a, sort of, a friend a friend of mine sort of like you know i think he's been a season ticket as long as probably i i have um Basically, been a Chelsea fan for seventy years. He's the only person I know who's seen every single title win.
0: Wow, that's yeah. impressive.
1: And he's nine, ninety years old tomorrow. He's still a season ticket holder in the Matthew Harding Upper. He used to be round by Gate Seventeen. He's now moved around by Gate Eight, near, nearer to the West End. But yeah, it still still goes well when we were all still going. Yeah, so, yeah still goes every other week. Yeah,
0: that's brilliant. And then he
1: comes it, to the pub afterwards for a would pint. You be
2: likely to say, "I do wish they'd all sit down." Was that him? <laughs> Was that well? There was a guy I used to sit next to right regularly, and uh, particularly at Palace, we were away at Palace, and everybody stood up, and he went, "Oh, God, I wish they'd all sit down." No, but probably not him. He was a grey-haired guy, but obviously, but um, uh, he was similarly. But, uh, I think there may have been several who'd seen every title, and then they're they're no, no longer with us, obviously, some of them. Mm. But in fact, somebody I I know is um who's, who's seen every title is Eddie Levy, of course, who um I sit sit quite near, who is a, a runs a music publishing company and he's um um uh, he, he's a big stalwart he used to go to every every game but um the same way with talks waxes lyrically about watching the the 1954 winners mm. so um um but um uh he must have been about 10 then so uh, he's 87 i think
1: it's worth reading. Cheers! Like I, I learned so much about him just for his birthday. He was an evacuee in the Second World War. He did his national service in Korea, the Forgotten War. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. Another good reason to go and get yourself a copy of CFC UK uh, for this month. So there you go. All right, um, that is it. Thank you very much for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea.
1: Chels! Help Chels. The Chels. Yeah.